Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the big one. The Force Center podcast feeds 200th episode. I'm Ken Napsack. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And we are here to review, discuss, look at, dive into, laugh with, cry with the rise of Skywalker, Joseph. And, well, it's been quite a week. Yeah, it has been an exciting, thrilling, confusing, elating time. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, before we get into the big, big stuff, I always need to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. And, and eventually, we'll be able to recommend this novelization of Rise Skywalker it comes out in the spring of 2020. Yeah, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Not there yet. Hey, uh, Joseph, we cannot do this alone because Force Center is not a duo. It's technically a trio. Always will be. 
Welcome to the show, calling in live from, uh, you know, the forest moon of Endor, Jennifer <laughs> Landa. How are you, Jen? Oh, I'm so happy to be, I was going to say, be here. Uh, well, I'm not really there. <laughs> you are with <laughs> us in spirit, in spirit, over the phone. Exactly. You're, you're a force phone spirit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are connected. Yeah, so Jennifer, uh, as you know, in your absence, the main show episodes of Force Center have been getting longer and longer. Yes, yes. We're going to take our time reacting to Rise of Skywalker, but since we only have you for a limited time, we're going to dive into uh, what your thoughts in reactions to Rise of Skywalker are. So just wanted to start with what your just like big picture reaction is. You know, the first time I saw it, I I loved it, but I wasn't sure about the pacing at first. It felt mm. like there was just so much going on. The second time, which I just saw it last night, mm. I loved it even more. It all came together. The pacing felt great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I, I teared up at the same moments again. I laughed at the same moments again. I was inspired i mean like to me the fact that on the second viewing and i imagine third fourth and fifth that i can still have these genuine reactions to Mm. me that means that this is this is my kind of star wars film and i know that there's a lot of differing opinions about it but it it (laughs) as jj had wanted for us it left me satisfied um and maybe it's because i didn't have I've been so focused on the Mandalorian and baby Yoda that I just, <laughs> I kind of had forgotten about the rise of Skywalker. And just was like, I'll revisit it when it gets here. Mm. And then it got here and it was like, Oh, time to refocus. And I went in, I hadn't watched any of the latest trailers and things nice. like that. And, uh, I just, yeah. So I just, I'm so yeah. it's, it's bittersweet the end of an era, but what a conclusion. Yeah, I, I, Jennifer, one thing I like that you said there's something I felt in my second viewing, and, and Joseph and I will share our big picture thoughts and everything a little bit, but uh, one of the first things that started happening in the second viewing, I didn't react as strong. Like, I wasn't as emotional, and I was like, and I had that thought, I was like, oh, did, did this leave me? Did this leave me? Did, did I saw it once, and I still love this, but it's not going to punch? And then, then other things, new things started to make me cry or become emotional, become inspired, as well as some of the things I loved. And that's just what you said, Jen. I was like, oh, no, this definitely has got me. It definitely is working for mm-hmm. me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the, all the key words that you're using, Jennifer, are, are so great because they're kind of the words that I associate with the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's no prequel shade because we're big prequel fans here, but it feels like there was this real effort to reconnect to that idea of not just adventure, but uh, destiny and hope and family and all these kind of really core or original Star Wars themes. Is that what part of what you were responding to? That is exactly it. I think that that's what, like, I loved The Last Jedi. I uh, It's definitely one of my favorite Star Wars films now, but I loved this film too. And I didn't feel like it um, undid what Ryan Johnson did. I felt like it was very fine with the entire saga, which that is a really challenging feat. <laughs> right. Because the prequels, you know, the prequels are a very different tone. And obviously the original trilogy is very different. And now the sequel trilogy and with what Ryan Johnson did. But to me, how do you piece that all together? And I thought that JJ did a really successful job mm. at trying to thread all those threads, keep everything cohesive, keep things a little bit nostalgic, a little bit new, and make it feel like Star Wars 
the end of Star Wars. Like that to me is an impossible task. Mm. <laughs> and I, I felt like he delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, you mentioned, uh, crying, being inspired, mm-hmm. laughing. What, what were the big favorite moments that elicited those reactions? What's interesting is that the things that I thought I was going to cry at, I didn't. And maybe because we'd already seen him in the trailer. So like the C-3PO line, taking one last look at my friends or, you know, Leia's Leia, seeing Leia for the first time on screen. I did not cry. Mm. What I did cry at, excuse me, was the the Chewie, when Chewie reacted to Leia, to Leia dying. (laughs) Right. That took me out because it was like, it was also so meta mm. thinking about how we've lost now make you and Carrie Fisher. It's just, I mean, thinking about it now, like it just, mm. it gutted me. Oh yeah. Um, but mm. then I also cried when, when the big moment with, uh, when Ray finally taps in and hears all the Jedi and they tell her to rise. Yeah. Oh my, I like, I just want that clip to play for me every morning. <laughs> like, rise, you can do this, you know? Yeah, rise um, in the force. For me personally, but also in that moment when she has the two sabers, I thought of my daughters and how mm. powerful this will be for them to watch it. Because as a child growing up, I never had images like that. Um, and it's just it's so, there's mm. something so impactful about seeing this young woman who has literally grown up over these past three films and seeing her as an actress, it just grow so much. And now as this character, it just was like, Oh, I can't wait for my daughters to go on this journey and and Mm. experience that. It's just, it's so fulfilling. Yeah. That's great. Just that. Oh yeah. No, just unwrapping this, this gift of Ray to your your daughters. Yeah. As you sit her, sit them down in a few years. Yeah. Uh, did the, that we'll talk about that moment a lot, but uh, I felt like it was such a great balance of it, it is her fight, as Luke said, but having that sort of support of the the legacy of what came before you, and basically like using the past as something positive that is cheering you on, but it is still your fight and your destiny. Did you feel like that was balanced well in terms of just representation of a, a strong woman hero? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, this movie was all about the power of the people. It really was. I mean, it's just, and that's who J.J. Abrams is as as a person. He very much fights for, for social justice, and um, he obviously is a very progressive person. Um, and I feel like he really showed that beautifully from, obviously, the big rebels, you know, the big rebel moment with all the ships there, and it's like, who are they? Well, they're just, they're just people. It's literally people coming together. Yeah. Um, and then also for Ray and finding that strength is that you're right. It's not. And that's what they also were saying throughout the film is that, you know, you're not alone. Right. There, there are people that are here for you that will support you and that can give you strength. And so, yeah, you know, the big reveal is that she's a Palpatine and we can discuss that more in a moment, (laughs) but, but ultimately like it is her and she had to tap into who she is, find her identity, um, and and embrace that to be able to overcome mm. yeah well let's talk about it let's talk about it jen yeah uh, ray ray of palpatine yeah yeah before we dive in i i'll want to throw out a kind of four center disclaimer we i've gotten mm. some really nice messages and, and four center has in general about 
people who were really unhappy with the Ray as Palpatine mm-hmm. uh, because they had really, really liked the idea of, of Ray as no one. And uh, mm-hmm. as we dive into it, uh, spoiler alert, Ken and I mm-hmm. are, are in, enjoy the Ray as Palpatine. Yeah. But we want to just say any, anyone listening who is really struggling with uh, wanting it to be uh, Ray from nowhere, mm-hmm. that uh, this is a welcome place. We're not trying to say your opinion is you know, wrong or anything like that. We're just going to share ours. Your uh, emotional journey, your yeah, emotional connections yeah. are, are very real. You very, yeah, and we very understand. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I wanted, wanted to throw that out there before we got into it. Uh, mm-hmm. So Jennifer, where did it land for you? You guys know since the beginning, I've been like, I don't want her to be a Skywalker. I don't want her mm-hmm. to be a Palpatine. I don't want her to be anyone. I want her to be from no one. Yeah. So when that happened in The Last Jedi, I was like, awesome. This is a great message that it sends that anyone can become a hero. Mm-hmm. But when the reveal happened in the theater, mm-hmm. I gasped, as, as did everyone else in the theater. <laughs> and, and I think it was like the execution that it felt right which really surprised me it took me several moments though to like kind of like go oh my gosh wait what palpatine has a son like what? <laughs> what? Oh, okay what are the ramifications of that mm-hmm. but but it made sense for the story that they're telling the story that george lucas was telling about base your destiny and your bloodline does not have to determine your destiny and you know jj has talked about with the sequel trilogy that Kylo Ren and Ray are basically two halves of a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson talked about that. Mm-hmm. So it really made sense to me that we would have Skywalker and a Palpatine, two halves of a whole, light in the dark, going at it mm-hmm. uh, and, mm-hmm. and battling it out. It just, it made sense and it fit in line with, with the story that George Lucas told, you know, started back in 1977. So it didn't bother me as much as I thought it was going to which yeah, um, yeah and you, you you came in with pretty strong ex- expectations uh, uh, f- uh so that that's an i like that journey that you took that you're allowing yourself to take that journey um yeah i was yeah i i didn't want it i didn't i really <laughs> I didn't did want not want either. ray palpatine yeah so i was kind of surprised that i didn't mind it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but I, I don't know i just thought it was i thought it was executed really well i i know that people were concerned because it they feel like it wasn't shown or or Mm. threaded throughout the films but then someone on instagram reminded me of something that joseph you mentioned (laughs) way back when in 2015 Mm. 2016 that ray has the same fighting style as Palpatine, right? Didn't you mention that? Yeah, she's got that stabby move uh, stabby, that, stab, stab. that he does in the uh, in Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith fight, you know. And at the time, it was almost like, hey, are they just kind of throwing visual? There were so many visual reminders, like yeah, yeah. In, in when she was uh, skulking around the Starkiller base, that kind of looked like Kenobi, and right, she right. had his accent, mm. but then she had that weird stabbing style <laughs> of lightsaber fighting that that yeah. was very very Sheev Palpatine. So yeah, it was. It's interesting that it was one of the like. Eh, this is one of the many possibilities, and I yeah. feel like as it is it developed, it it made sense to go in that direction. Yeah, and and I think too, and we're definitely going to spend some time on this, not just this episode, but going forward. Of look, there's some there's some threading you have to do, maybe yourself. Uh, some of it for me is like who and who knew and when did they know, and and <laughs> I don't want to say that's mm. that's a weird Star Wars tradition, but. 
you go back and, you know, Obi-Wan looking at R2 and going, I don't remember owning a droid or Yoda going, there is another one, another, uh, another hope. And Ben, not the ghost of Ben, not immediately answering. Oh, you mean Leia? You're talking about Leia, his sister Leia. Uh, There's a lot Mm. of things in Star Wars like that. And this now falls into that bucket for me a little bit. Yeah. Is Yoda whacking R2 with that cane as if to say, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say you've been here to this planet with me before. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of those things. So yes. Right. I think I had some, what I'm calling like those technical questions of this that we're going to dive into mm. but the spirit of it the power of it uh the choice to do it i am glad she's not a kenobi this in this time around because we don't get what you just talked about jen the, the 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 dark side light side overcoming all of that uh what that means but yeah it, it definitely it's it's i say in last jedi if you don't like luke dying that might be the big sticking point of that movie this one if you don't like ray's palpatine that seems to be the big sticking point for yeah, this movie yeah i think we've all talked about right the, the uh this whole sequel trilogy, you know, we've made lots of jokes about like, hey, uh, the way that Ray's heritage is revealed can't just be like a PowerPoint of like, here's how the thing right, right. happened and that it has to mean something to her. And I yeah. think maybe maybe, Jennifer, that's what you were responding to is that this film was constructed so that she was afraid of her darkness. So this was the scariest, worst mm. thing that she could hear. Mm. So it affected right. her journey. Uh, so it made it, you know, about her, not just about a flow chart. Yeah. In fact, the flow chart is the thing we're all wondering about of <laughs> when did, did, when did, who's, who's Sheila Palpatine, who is she's wife? How did that happen? When is that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, right. And, and the character, I think now people are naming uh, Chad Palpatine, his forceless <laughs> son. Uh, yeah. Oh maybe. my God. Yeah. And the, oh my know, God. This movie has those kind of moments and questions for sure. Yeah. We're going to have fun yeah. digging into a lot of that uh, yeah. headcanon and, and possible future storytelling. So Jennifer, is there anything that, you didn't like or that uh that you've been turning around in your head or questioning um you know no not particularly i think i just for me if i'm gonna get on board with it i'm gonna get on board with it and i i'm i just can't start to dissect things because then i'll just go down a, a rabbit hole <laughs> like you're saying mm-hmm. you know like well that doesn't make sense and well then how does that fit with you know episode one and i my, my brain doesn't work like that uh unfortunately mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i just i'm like well i liked it and i'll just forgive any of these mm-hmm. uh details that may not quite line up eh. the only thing that i really had an issue with and i was an issue with it because it's not an issue but i will say that Leia scenes, there's like a few of them that just didn't quite work for me. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad that she's in this film. Mm -hmm. And there were some scenes that worked really great. But there's a couple that just felt like it it wasn't the performance that Carrie would have delivered. Mm. I think when she says, uh, what is the line with a droid? You know, never underestimate a droid. She said, delivered it very seriously. And I, I believe that Carrie Fisher would have done it with more of a smirk Mm. and a little bit more humor. And so I, I I guess it just kind of took me out of it where I could tell that this was old footage that they were using. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but I appreciate that they did it. And, uh, and some of the other scenes really did work, but in the initial viewing, it did kind of take me out of it. I think it is one of those moments where it's landed differently for me almost every time I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Not, not Leia's legacy in the movie that I love, but Mm -hmm. the actual Carrie Fisher scenes in the, the, it's so hard to not look at the story behind the story. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because as soon as you start, it's hard to just watch it as a scene. As soon as you realize like, 
oh, well, this is kind of like, this was a Mad Lib assignment of like, yes. here's, here's what we want to tell with this scene with Leia. Which lines do we have? Mm-hmm. How can we set up somebody else to say something that makes sense? So she says it. It, it is a challenge to look beyond yeah. that. And I think the more time people watch it, your brain will just shut off on those things because you've already thought through that. Yeah. And you'll just exactly. listen to exactly like, like there was one interchange between Leia and Ray that just popped for me hugely on the third time yeah. because I wasn't watching the construction behind the scenes. I was thinking about what does it actually mean for some of these big Star Wars questions of what did Leia know when right. and why is she saying the things she's saying to Ray, given what we're going to figure out later. And it, it started to mm. be more powerful to me because I was able to forget about the construction of it and just watch what it is in terms of the story. Yeah, right there with you, right. uh, both of you. I think my second viewing, I uh, was a little more um, like the snap waxing moment, which actually is really funny when he has the interchange, but it j- definitely seems like they're waiting for, for the scene to drop it. You know, exactly. Mad Libs is a great example of we've got to get to these mm. points, so the pacing might be off a little bit. But other other times, it, the first time around, I, for some, I just think I was just like, wow, I'm not completely taken out, so I was in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was like, this is it's not a... A bad a CGI or something like that. It looked looked really good, but yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Jen, on some of the moments. But but overall, I think all of us agree having her in the film did work out, especially emotionally. Yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely a, a I, for this discussion about like, well, what makes sense or what doesn't make sense. I mean, it's one of the things that I love about Star Wars is to go through and go, well, well, does it make sense from a certain point of view? And some of the things that you know, don't make sense are just stories, parts of the story that haven't been told, which is to me a Star Wars tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I would just, I don't know, I think in terms of celebrating the way you approach the movie, Jennifer, uh, Ken was mm-hmm. saying uh, with a few cocktails in him last night, Yeah, uh, was really about Star Wars, you can kind of make that choice to be, is Star Wars a mental exercise where you, you piece it together? Mm. And there are fans who do that. and Or there are fans like, I want a cross-section book and know how an X-Wing works. Yeah. But it does seem like a large part of the intent of Star Wars is to lead with your heart. Mm. How does mm-hmm. it make you feel and how does it resonate with you on an emotional level? And Jennifer, I think you're a great Star Wars viewer that leads with your heart. I do. And I, I love getting into the weeds, you know, and I, I do. I love dissecting things and, and you know, piecing things together, um, certainly. But at the same time, I love I just love to get swept up in the moment. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, when I turn on these Star Wars movies, just sit back and relax and just enjoy being with these characters and that's kind of i think right now because i'm in survival mode like (laughs) i'm not even allowing myself to like you know think about everything is piecing together with a larger canon because oh it just seems like so much fun Mm. but i just don't have the time and so i'd rather than getting disappointed in that i'm just like well i'm just gonna enjoy it and Mm. just take it at face value you know which is a different experience and a little bit more similar to how i was maybe no no because when i was a kid i was more about the details but Mm. this is a new way to experience it for me and i think that this movie had so much heart the acting performances were outstanding in my opinion i think it's some of the best performances Mm -hmm. john boyega he needs to have his own movie. I <laughs> just, he was the heart of this film. Um, mm. And I thought that the old cast, the way that they use Billy D and, and uh, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford was the, just the right amount of nostalgia, mm-hmm. just the right amount. And I, with all those things, I did cry yeah. <laughs> with all their appearances. Um, yeah. And then the end with, with Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill standing there together as force goes out. Oh, that put me over the edge. Yeah. Um, mm. 
But yeah, it's just like, just it really was like C3PO said, taking one last look at all my friends hmm. watching this film. <laughs> That's it. And just, oh. you know, allowing myself to escape. And, and Jen, I think uh, all the listeners would be upset if we didn't ask, uh, you know, it wasn't as much as I would like, probably not as much as you would like, but to see some Ewoks, to see Wicket and his son, Pomet, at the end of the film. How did that make you feel? Oh, my gosh. I I was actually one of the few people that mm. cheered in the first screening. <laughs> it was me and, like, two other people. Um but it, 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 there was something kind of validating about mm. it where it was like, you know, the Ewoks have for so many years since I was a kid. Like people used to make, well, people still make fun of them <laughs> and really kind of, uh, you know, would would just lambast them and say how, how they ruined Star Wars and, you know, what was George Lucas thinking, pandering <laughs> to the kids. And, so and that's just it, Gary Kurtz. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. There was something satisfying about JJ's putting putting the stake in the ground and saying, "No, the Ewoks belong here, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like Lando Calrissian <laughs> and, and Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. uh, Han Solo." Yeah. Um, so, yeah, even if it was just a moment, it was enough for me. It's not a navy; it's just people and murder bears <laughs> coming <laughs> together to save the galaxy. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's yeah. great. Well, Jen, we know uh, you do have uh, some real life duties uh, that you got to tend to today, but any, any final thoughts and we, and we can let you go. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I have to go. I, I wish I could stick around for another hour. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, it's always open. <laughs> I, I am so grateful to, to you both and to all of, all of you listeners for being on this journey with me. Uh, since the force awakens it has been an incredible experience to experience star wars in this way with with a force center community mm-hmm. a, a community that i never imagined i would have as a kid it was a very lonely experience for me <laughs> as a child mm-hmm. <laughs> and being a part of the force center community like it really i make it get emotional it kind of it feels like i'm poe dameron in that moment no mm-hmm. one's coming and here all these ships appeared mm. in in my life where yeah. it was like, no, I'm not alone in experiencing this and in, in experiencing the Star Wars, dissecting Star Wars, getting into the nitty gritty when no one else would want to. Like you guys have, have been there um, with me and I'm just so, so thankful. Yeah. Well, uh, we we feel we feel you in the in, in the cockpit with us, Jen, and it has been quite a journey, and uh, we're happy to have you. And I know the fans just absolutely love hearing from you, and uh, we can't wait to uh, get you back regularly. But there's uh, you are you are on a long journey, and I think the fans know that, and respect that, and and uh, we can't wait to hear more uh, about your love of Star Wars and Ewoks, which is all the same. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank Aww, you so yeah, much, thank Jennifer. You. Yeah. Thank you both. Thank you all. All right. And good night. And good night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, have fun. Bye. Yes. You too. Okay. All right. Uh, that is uh, Jennifer Landa there, and we're going to get into some uh, deep dives and looks at The Rise of Skywalker. So let's rise by diving. Uh, Ken, let's uh, a little bit of what we talked about with Jennifer. I want yeah. you and I to dig into big mm-hmm. picture reactions. And then we'll go through some major likes, major dislikes. Absolutely. Or questions. Yes. Uh, so what, what were your big picture reactions? Uh, so, so I've seen it twice at the time of this recording. Actually, when we're done here, I'm going to see it the third time. And nice. I can't wait for the third time to see what that does to me. Uh, so <laughs> my big picture 
and I keep using this wherever I'm talking to sh- talking about this movie on air or in conversations uh, or having apparently a shot at tequila, which is probably I don't remember exactly what you were referring to when I said it. Uh, I kind of remember now. Uh, I think this is crazy. I think that it, this is bonkers. I keep using that word bonkers uh, because I want to use a swear word uh, in its place. And that is both good and bad overall. It just is like my mind was overwhelmed and, and, and a few times just kind of was like, okay, <laughs> sure, let's do it. Right. Uh, who did what to who with the knife and yeah, put it where? where? And what and, yeah. Who's this guy? And they say, yes, there's a ton of that. And I don't want that to be lost in any of my conversations. I have some big like, sure, JJ and Chris are, I think mostly JJ, by the way. I think Chris came along and made, Chris Terry made this really connected more than it maybe should have been, if <laughs> okay. that makes any sense. Yeah. But I don't know those things. That, but then here, here's the big picture. This is everything I wanted to feel in the closing chapter. And there's some weird and, and initially confusing choices. Like, especially when I say initially, first viewing, like, okay. Second viewing, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Or I'm just used to it now. Uh, and I, I think people should give themselves that chance. But that's my big picture. Everything I wanted to feel checklist made it nice nice you uh yeah i think the two things the two big picture reactions which are very similar to yours is i expected that this was going to be a weird fast-paced pulpy adventure to reconnect to the heart of a new hope the heart of i couldn't get the rights to flash gordon to make an (laughs) actual like weird Mm. somewhat cheesy uh you know saturday afternoon serial with strange bug-eyed monsters and jumping from planet to planet and ray guns. So I made up one. Yeah. And then also I added all of these really mythic elements Mm. so that it would be a morality tale for the ages. And I felt like that's exactly what this movie was. It really was. Let's put our foot on the gas and make a weird pulpy cliffhanger adventure with problem after problem. And then let's use that storytelling to tell a big mythic tale Mm-hmm. about hope and choosing who you get to be and about found family. Mm-hmm. And it, it really exceeded those expectations. When I sat down in the theater and the first line of the crawl is the dead speak. <laughs> it was also right. Like saying, okay, here we effing go. Like, yeah. You know what? We don't care. You, mm-hmm. you know what? How, how he survived dark magic and weird bubbly Sith alchemy. Let's go. And that, I think that spirit of, mm-hmm. of energy and forward movement and weird, pulpy mm-hmm. forbidden knife languages you know <laughs> really pervaded the film yeah and and that was a a big selling point to me and i think i don't i, I know some people mm. are concerned that it's too fast it's too uh, mm. you know whatever but it seems to me like an absolute choice so i really responded to that it's, mixture i really like what you just said there it was a clear absolute choice because this this movie no no secret this this is this week has been interesting it's been frustrating at times i have locked myself off like luke, luke and octo from social media and star wars uh you know we'll see if that sticks yeah um because maybe i should celebrate with the people who want to celebrate versus cutting myself off from the, the evil <laughs> that might have been one of the lessons might have been this in some but there's some critiques out there of the the one I hate lazy writing lazy writing and there's lazy writing out there in the world and there's lazy writing out there in big big tentpole filmmaking there yeah. is, but what you just said got me when that crawl which isn't I'll say not one of my favorite crawls yet of, of all the Star Wars I you mean, like it I love it I mean just the word but the word of it but but what I'm saying is as I'm reading that crawl I was like just like you said we're going 
And that's before you even see the opening sequence. And then when the opening sequence goes, and you're like, oh, that fight we saw in the trailer of Kylo, and we don't need to analyze it. You don't need to. It's there. Yeah. It, it might be a new planet. It might be Mustafar. It might be something. I don't know, but we're there. And to me, that means that isn't lazy writing. That is a choice as a, as a writer that yeah. they've made. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. That's the thing is I think that, you know, I, I, I've heard people also talking about fan service, and I think, like, Abrams term. in Terrio are Star Wars fans. Mm. And they wrote the movie that they believed in as fans. Mm -hmm. Totally cool if you really appreciate other parts or styles of Star Wars and it didn't work for you. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's just like, I want to engage with the movie that they made because I think they made it from a very genuine place. I don't think they made it from a let's uh, tick these boxes place. To say that they went into a Reddit chat room and pulled out plot points is upsetting to me in a way that uh, is testing my dark side, my (laughs) side connection. Well, that's the, that's the power of this uh, this podcast is that we strive toward the light while admitting there's a pull to the dark. There's a pull to the dark. Because again, I am, I, I've had some good conversations already about this film of people who I'm like, in my head, I'm like, disagree with them with every ounce of my soul. But I see where they're coming from. I respect where they're coming from. I see how this affected me or affected them, and I'm there with it. But then there, there's there's a lot of conversations I've had off air and on air of just like, I, I just think you took something into this cave with you, and you were ready to just throw that fan service term out and all that kind of stuff. And so that's been affecting my week too. But but happy to have these discussions because I feel I feel there's more there than they're they're going to give it credit to. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, it is. Uh, your focus determines your reality. To mm-hmm. quote Qui Gon, and I think th- depending on what part of the movie you focus mm-hmm. on. Yeah. or what expectation you had, it, it changes it. Be, be, yeah. uh, sorry, and final thing, because in big picture, on second viewing big picture, the pace does tremendously slow down, which is just how life, you ever play a video game the first time, you're like, what's going on? And the second time you're like, got it, got it, got it, got yeah. it. That's life. The, the, you step into a batting cage and face a 70 mile hour pitch, that's fast, then it becomes slow. The pacing slowed down, and when that happens, whenever it happens for you, the viewer, the themes that we're going to talk about really, really open up. And also like the actual, I've seen it three times now. Mm-hmm. In the actual layering of what is going on, what's at stake for every character, mm-hmm. there is not a wasted line. Like lots of things that I don't think yeah. people fully pick up on. Like Finn is being so aware of both Poe and Ray in every little thing. Like Finn, when yeah. Finn's hot wiring the speeders on Pisan, he's like, now where'd you learn to do that? Yeah. You know, there's so many little details that are building to what, what the story is. Yeah. The other big picture thing that I want to be uh, mm-hmm. sure to say for myself is that... Uh, I felt this whole movie had this really warm feeling to me in my reception of it, like the final note of a song, mm-hmm. like a particularly long, complicated song. Yeah. But you're a few measures from the end and you know exactly what the last note should be. Yeah. The last note kind of isn't a surprise, but there's that relief in getting to what you expected Yeah. and feeling that you were home again. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that's not original music theory. It, that was I mm-hmm. took a music theory class in college, and that was what really affected me. Is like my my teacher speaking passionately about yeah. this is one of the powers of music to feel like we know where it's going, we know where it's going, and there's a satisfaction in arriving mm. back home, and that just resonated with me. Mm. One of my favorite things in this whole movie, which we will talk about more, is Ray Skywalker. Yeah. The episode that you and I recorded after Last Jedi with uh, Audrey Kearns, yeah. I threw out there as many other people did. I'm just speaking for my own journey on this. Yeah. That I would love it if she adopted the name or was given the name. So it wasn't like, yeah, I saw that coming. It was, 
I want this because it will complete this song of the yeah. Skywalker saga that's been in my heart for yeah. decades. That is the note that will complete it and make me feel like I came home. And her saying Ray Skywalker has made me cry all three times yeah. that I've seen it. It is yeah. so powerful to me because it sums up the desire to be able to choose your own destiny. It sums up found family and it sums up just that original spirit mm. poster behind you of Luke yeah. Skywalker holding uh, that lightsaber in the air yeah. and going like uh, that, that fantasy of, of being yeah. a Skywalker uh, yeah, the, uh, and holding, holding aloft mm-hmm. the ideals of that. A, what you're kind of touching upon here, and this isn't necessarily the place to discuss it. Your music theory thing really works with me. Uh, it's something I almost want to study uh, on when you get to the end of these stories we invest in. And this will probably be the 50th, first of 50 times I reference Game of Thrones or, or <laughs> tennis match or something. But I, I saw for years as people said, that wall's going to come down. That wall's going to come down. The Night King's going to tear down the wall. End of season seven, he tears down the wall and people went, I saw that coming. And I, it's a weird psychological thing where there's some of the things in this movie you see coming because this is where the journey goes. And I don't need a twist at every corner. And I'm saying everyone does. It's, it's this weird, it's this weird thing. I'd love just, I'd love a study on people and endings <laughs> and their view of endings, because I like the comfort of getting to exactly where we started going literally to the set. Yeah. And, and seeing where Luke sat and had the blue milk and all this, like that works for me, not nostalgia. It works for me when I used to finish a novel, a narrative and a fiction novel. And I'd, I'd, I'd flip back through the pages and go, I remember that part of the journey. Oh, I mean, this is like, I'm 10 or 12 years old going, I remember, Oh my gosh. Even with the new hope novelization, I, oh, I remember when, when he, he, he was with uncle Owen and Emperor like that. And I felt that movie towards the end, this, for this movie towards the end had that feel for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember that. I remember that. And it works because we got to, we got home, we got to the end. We got home, but it was also like the, the part of the journey of getting home is going, uh, the joy of it is going on the journey and it didn't have any like, Hey, you remember this from the other movie? She's there for a purpose. She reflects on where Luke grew up and got to have a family. Yeah. She buries the past by burying the lightsabers, but the spirits are there with Mm -hmm. her. She's made her own new lightsaber. Mm -hmm. It, it, it is both the past and moving to the future. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more. So mm-hmm. that, those were my, uh, big picture reactions. Um, uh, I think, I, I think I do want to talk about this here, if that's okay with that's, you. Uh, yeah. You, um, you go where your heart tells you, sir. One of the Ray, we'll talk a lot more about Ray. I'm, I'm already just Ray is one of my favorite big picture things about like what a powerhouse she is, how much this movie is mm-hmm. about her and her journey, how, how great a job that Daisy mm-hmm. Ridley does that story of mm-hmm. having power, lots of power. And what do you do with it? And how do you handle the responsibility of it? All that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the lightsaber, which I'll go on about. But one of the big things is just what this does for Leia's legacy in the story of Skywalkers. So I think a lot of us have mm-hmm. been focused mm-hmm. on, how, how can these Carrie Fisher scenes work? Right. And I think there's a little bit of kind of back yep. and forth and mixed mm-hmm. feelings about that. But in terms of the story of Leia, going back to Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. when Obi-Wan says, the Emperor knew as I did that if Anakin were to have any offspring, they would be a threat. This so elevates Leia is the mm-hmm. other half of the Skywalker twins, yeah. the other half of the threat to the Emperor. Yeah. By showing us that she did do Jedi training. She has 
a lightsaber. She has this symbol of legacy. She is training Ray. Just when yeah. Ray says yes, master, that was like the first thing that just hit me. Moves a lot of in, people in in the heart. Uh, yes, master. The idea of everything that goes on between her and Ben. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. and I got some theories there about what exactly is happening mm. when she calls out to him. Uh, mm. Cutting back to actually hearing the Emperor say, "The mm. Princess of Alderaan disrupted my plan." Yeah, like it's such a big act and makes her an actual threat to the emperor yeah and to have her blade there like the blades of the skywalker twins yeah be yeah. what is the defense against the hatred of palpatine <laughs> and then it yeah. ending with her and luke they were the yeah. previous generation yeah. the skywalker twins i love luke skywalker but it's not just luke skywalker and there's another if he uh, doesn't no, work out yes it, we got a backup mm-hmm. it's leia Yep, she's a, a general, she's a senator, she's great with a blaster, yeah. amazing wit, she killed Jabba. That's all great, so she's got stuff to do, and it, that's true, but this mm-hmm. elevated to her to, in the legacy of the Jedi, in the legacy mm-hmm. of the Skywalker saga, she is just as important as Luke. Just important. And it just blew me away yeah. and makes me emotional. It, 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 as it should, because I love what you're saying, I love the blades, I love the vi- vision, the image, everything. I'll even say this, it's fair, the Princess of Alderaan destroying plans reminds me of a Queen of Naboo destroying Palpatine's plans a lot. Yeah. Because he can't control or contain her as much as he tries and much as sometimes he does get in front of it. I I, I think you're so right. Uh, that's why it was important that I, I think it ended up being really important to have to have this work in some way little moments aside little yeah. moments of oh okay clearly they inserted a line great that's the technical technical side of this filmmaking business we're here for that and and i totally love what you just said of just it it fulfills the promise yeah it fulfills the promise of yoda and empire going there is another right? yeah and pass on what you have learned pass on what you learn uh i think it fulfills uh, or fills out the story a little bit that we got a lot in bloodline of of that's where we first kind of uh, learn uh I, th- I think there's a lot of little new canon novel po- points but bloodlines you learn like hey she was luke's first student she left because she says uh it felt my place was governing and that's how i could better help the galaxy well that's a great public answer because she couldn't come out and say, I just had a vision. I had a strange force vision that my son <laughs> yeah. would die and I would need to pass my lightsaber on yeah. to the rightful next user. Yeah. And both aren't, you know, both are right. You know, not, not any side of that decision is wrong. I, I, this has happened. I think I can still help this way because that's what I do. That all works. And I believe it's Aftermath where she's uh, still pregnant when she feels great darkness. So you've, all that tracks. Yeah. If you're looking for checklists that tracks into this Leia and Luke. Yeah. The Skywalker twins. The end of Sith, Revenge of the Sith, end of this. Wow. What a beautiful connection. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So uh, let's move on to big picture things we liked and also small things we liked. Yeah. Uh, so for you, ooh, uh, I got a I got a list, man. How about yourself? Uh, you know, you know me. I I don't often make a lot of notes, which uh, fails my career. <laughs> I actually made notes. Oh wow! Uh, because that's how much I, I think I absolutely love this film. I'm sure we're gonna get some crossovers. So, we're gonna have some so, crossovers. Yeah, so uh, I I really love the adventure pace, and even though it does slow down for me, there was a point during the first viewing, twenty minutes in. And I've heard some people, ah, the first 30 minutes a little rough. All right. You know, uh, the Palpatine thing initially, I was like, wow. Um, There was a point on Pisana where I would go, I said to myself, and Mark Ellis later concurred, 
go, I'm going to watch this movie a lot. <laughs> even though I still, even at this very point while I'm speaking, think Last Jedi is the deeper movie that I enjoy on a different level than of the all three of these in the Secret Trilogy. This is the one that on Saturday afternoon, I'm going to be doing some chores or working on a writing project, and this will go in, or this will come up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> and I will just play it, and I'll just play it, and I'll play it, because where all the big themes, I'm going to go in, and, and it was that, and it was the sinking, the little sinking sand moment. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, Action, problem, solution, action, problem, solution, boom, 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 boom. And I, I love that a lot. That, yeah. The pacing. Yeah. So. I, I'm totally on board with you. And I and I think uh, Last Jedi and uh, in Rise of Skywalker have a real Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi relationship, totally. right? That being that's partially the uh, this structure of movies where yeah. the middle chapters do dive in, action mm-hmm. slows down a little bit more, and then the final chapter action ramps up. And so yeah. does the the victories. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's totally Return of the Jedi and Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we can, I don't we can trade. Oh, back sure, and forth. sure. Uh, <laughs> so the one thing that I want to be sure to mention is the Lando in Jana moment at the end. I love that because I've heard people being unsure about it or, or question it. Yeah. Uh, and to me, what that moment was, I love everything with Jana. Mm-hmm. I love that connection with Finn, that realization of like mm-hmm. that Finn is not alone in this very specific sense of other people felt right. what I did and, and felt that I cannot do what the first order made me to do. Right. But it also really connects those themes of being an orphan and found family and the injustice of being taken from your home. Mm-hmm. And I love that everybody's sitting there partying. Yeah. Lando's sitting there alone. We've already got some kind of words from him about his yeah. his age and yeah. maybe winding down. Uh and the kindness of, of Janet to come up to him, mm-hmm. right? And and talk to him and ask him where he's from. But specifically that he says, uh, let's go find out where you're from. Mm-hmm. There is a power in that if you just want to look at it as Star Wars yeah. about writing injustices mm-hmm. and about the whole theme of the sequel trilogy of it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't need to define you, yeah. but it's a part of you. So let's go face it, examine it, look at it. Feeling together. Feeling together, but on a larger socio-political level. And I think Star Wars has always been political in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I understand if people don't want to engage with yeah. it in that way. And that's, that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. But for me, it is political to have an, an older black man mm-hmm. say to a younger black woman, mm. you were unjustly taken from where you are from. Right. Let me help you find where you are from. Yeah. It, it ties into the themes of this movie, the sequel trilogy, all of star Wars. And it's just, it, it's powerful and kind and right. This, the second viewing of it drove that all that you just described home. First viewing, I, the first viewing was there for me too. But the first viewing it can be played for, especially if you know Lando, right? And I've seen some jokes going around the internet of like, "What was Lando was trying, he to trying to do? To ha- yeah, he's trying like, to hit up this." He watches delivery. I can no. understand that. I can understand that. But yes, if you watch his delivery and how it's played and how she reacts, the choices they make as actors in that moment conveys what uh, absolutely what you, what you thought about. And you can you can dig as deep as you want or stop uh, on the surface as much as you want in that moment. It's still there, yeah. even just on a two people being decent at a party. You ever been at a party and no one's <laughs> talking to you or you, you, you go up to the person in the corner and you try to engage them. It plays on that level. Then it plays on what you do. Cause, cause Naomi, Naomi Aki plays what you, what you just described of this, this person's going to help me find again, 
where I belong, where my story is, and and does not take away. She's made strong choices in her life. Yeah. Doesn't take away those choices. It it starts out. It's a warm. It's a really warm, powerful moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a throwaway moment. And I just like how much what they do with Lando's character. Like just a throwaway line in this movie is like, hey, by the way, Lando and Luke went around. Looking yes. for Jedi hunters. Like, <laughs> my God, just imagining hearing just that sentence when I was a yeah. kid. Yes. After Return of the Jedi. Yep. Luke and Lando will hunt Jedi hunters. Uh, yeah, now, I, now I want the Luke and Lor Santeca and Luke <laughs> and Lando and Lor Santeca. Oh, yeah. Series. yeah, yeah. All of them. But just like that, he's, you know, looking for mm-hmm. where is he, that he's kind of an adventurer. And even in his old age, he's sort of like, yeah, that sounds like a fun adventure. Let's figure it out. Yeah. And you can get that sense of like, mm-hmm there are many people who who right. need to go on that journey and, 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 and is that is lando going to become this mm-hmm. figure who who tries to help people find where they're from and and it could um uh yeah you could you could uh you could take a lot of different ways i, I don't know I, I i for a second on the first view and maybe and maybe that's why the second view is a little more powerful this moment i thought oh they're gonna are they gonna play the where are you from? Sector 9G. I'm Sector 9G. Wait, what's your last name? What's your last... I felt like it was going that way, and then I didn't. And it goes way deeper than that. And they could have stopped that that there. Maybe they were. Maybe they were planning that. But it plays that way specifically, and it worked. Yeah. Big yeah. moment. What's your next? Uh, my next one is the... Um, well, this one's big. Uh, I was going to say the Kylo Ray connection. Let's move that to the end of the line. <laughs> Let's move that to the end of the line. It's kind of a big one. I will say the callbacks uses these connections to bigger themes. Uh, I think Jennifer touched upon it. We've already touched upon it there. I, 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 the term fan service is something I understand, but I still have not seen it in these recent Star Wars. A little bit in Solo at times. I get it. A little winky, naughty things. Yeah, like Finn, in Force Awakens, Finn uh, holding up the remote is definitely a like, fan. hey, yes. it's fun to see this thing again. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. Even Luke and Leia, that training moment, I can be like, oh, that's really fun for the fans, except for it, it's really it, a powerful. It's super moment. incredibly important. Yeah. yeah. So I think that it's one of those – everyone with a YouTube channel. Sorry, I'm going to sound like Clint Eastwood <laughs> on a porch with a Gran Torino. Uh, everyone's got a review and a take and a hot take, and they got to get their takes out, and they got to barf their social media takes out. And that fan service thing gets thrown a lot. These moments in these films, Lando showing back up, going, oh, you doing, Chewbacca? Like, yeah. That's, that's a moment, but it connects. Luke raising – I was bawling when Luke raises the X-Wing. And you hear Yoda's music and he's used, his hands are in the same position he's as doing, Yoda. He's doing his Yoda position. Yes. With his uh, left hand because yes. the, he never shows never his right. Show right so, uh, so we can have the mystery of if he chooses <laughs> to force represent a mechanical hand. Yeah. I, that is not a wink and a nod to Empire Strikes Back. That is a powerful homage to the sounds of enlightenment that I was talking about with Yoda's music, to what he learned. And then the plague, I was talking, two days before I saw this movie, I was talking to Mark Riley about things. I go, in Last Jedi, when you look down and the, and the, and the X-Wing submerged and, and he has chosen to not bring it up, even though you know he has learned that, seen that in action from Yoda. Yeah. That's a powerful statement from Ryan Johnson of where Luke is, to now have him in this moment. like So it isn't just nods and yays and it's fun it is it is connecting to the big story of star wars yeah that i love so much and that was used time and time again very well for me yeah and we and i think we will talk about more because we're gonna we're gonna have some specific talking about the, yeah. the it is does it agree with or fight with last jedi mm-hmm. but since we're right here that moment that leads into that of mm-hmm. you have everything you need yeah being a direct connection between luke and leia as well yeah from the previous movie 
is really, really powerful as well. Cause yeah. you, you've got yeah. the power of the mm. original trilogy connections. Yeah. Right down to the power of, mm. I know my sister said this to you relatively recently yeah. and it's still true. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, 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 yeah. That moment, yeah. I mean, that's, oh God, yeah. That's yeah. the first time Ray's seen him since. Yeah. yeah. Since she, she stormed off. Yeah. And it's powerful. In, in the, the, for multiple viewings, those shots really for a movie that is fast paced, those shots between her and those, just the smiles between mm-hmm. them and, and seeing Luke kind of smile of like, yeah, yeah, master Yoda, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and I'm, and I'm sharing it with, with Ray, uh, those smiles in emotions really, really land of like a truly forming a bond between feeling like, yes, mm-hmm. Luke is one of Ray's Jedi masters along with, with Leia. Yeah. And one of the things is out of this comes this idea of this movie made scenes in the other two movies that much more powerful for various different reasons. Yes. Yes. Where you can go back now and watch, remember what you said, you scared me in a good way where you're like the night before we saw this movie, you will never see the force awakens and the last Jedi the same way again. <laughs> and that could be really good. It can be really bad for me. It is now really good because yeah. now I get to go back and be like, Oh, ah, Oh, oh and feel uh, things. Yeah. We will talk about the Han moment. Um, cause that is a giant like of mine that deserves yeah. its own episode. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we will do it. But for now, my next like involves yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do the dance. My next big like is everything around Ben's turn, Kylo uh, yeah. and, and Ben's turn. It, this is one of those moments of like, Hey, it's similar to what I thought, but mm-hmm. in a extremely satisfying way. Yeah. Just structurally. As soon as we knew that Kylo wasn't going to be the big bad of this movie because mm-hmm. the emperor was there. I kind of felt like we are going to have end of second act mm-hmm. turn. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe I'd be surprised, but I was really delighted that it came at that moment yeah. because it felt right structurally and it allowed us to actually just spend quality time with yeah. Ben Solo. Yeah. A, a little bit of quality time with Ben Solo. Uh, but I like that it isn't just this one thing that it is all of these different people yeah. who means something to him, bringing him to the light. Yeah. So we, we get that this is a faded moment from Leia, but she has sensed that this moment is going to come and she's mm-hmm. going to need to act. You know, the actual horror of he is about to do what the emperor asked of him. Right. And great Star Wars poetry can't turn her. She won't break. Right. So she's got to die. And she's losing. She's losing she's bad. Losing. And it's really, yeah. uh, really well yeah. well told great mm-hmm. big music stings on all of his whams on yeah. her her saber mm-hmm. weakening her defenses there and going for that big swing and then to just have it's layered in so well that mm. he was able to bring himself to kill han yeah in last jedi he's not able to bring himself to fire mm-hmm. on leia and then he's got the great line in this movie of like what he thinks has finally broken ray mm-hmm. is she is showing darkness so now she can't go home right. to leia just like he can't. Right. So centering her is the, anytime I feel the pull of the light, what's the point? Because I've ashamed and disgraced my mother and I can never, never do it. I can never go back to her. So why turn back at all? Mm. So that really sets up that she's just calling to him. But I really interpreted it is almost that some of her life energy is transferred to him. Yeah. Some of her spirit, because not only because she, her, she physically dies mm. when Ray stabs him, but her body doesn't disappear into the force until his does. Yeah. So it, it makes it extra powerful. Like Mm -hmm. not only can you come back home to me, I'm just going to come to you. Yeah. And I'm just going to let you feel the power 
right. of light and the power of my love mm-hmm. is really moving just on that level. On that level, yeah. I love that uh, when they cut back to her body fighting, finally fading away, it drives, drives home that implication of what it was. Yeah. Very first feeling, I was like, okay, okay, what is she? I get it, I get it, I get it. What am I getting? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I got it. I'm looking around. I'm like, I got it. And then that happened. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought they were this, this really, they really play with these force connections. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So this leads to some bigger stuff. Yeah. So then the, obviously the, the stabbing great that Ray kills him with his own blade, with the dark side blade. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course the force healing that has yeah. been set up in the connection that, of getting a blade kind of where you put it in your dad, kind of <laughs> where you put it in your dad. And then uh, this, I had to verify on the second viewing, but when she heals him, mm-hmm. she heals the scar that she gave him yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. It it's mm-hmm. subtle, but it's it's gone by the it's time gone. he's he's fully fully turned. Uh, so obviously, just that that power of I was about to kill you, mm-hmm. and and you are still trying to save me. I mean, yeah. I think she's affected because she senses Leia as well. But right, and I just I love the line in terms of all the talking that we've done about how to handle the Raylo thing mm-hmm. without sort of validating right. falling in love with an abuser. Right. And the fact that she says, I wanted to take Ben's hand. Yes. Is a great way to say like, to put the choice back on him of acknowledge. Uh-huh. There is something between us. I, I do feel drawn to you, mm-hmm. but you need to make a better choice if I'm ever going to take your hand, dude. <laughs> and it, yeah. And she even says that, well, she is in a horribly dark place, mm-hmm. you know, so Daisy really is so good in this movie. She, um, she kills it. And Adam Driver yeah. is the best actor ever in Star Wars, but yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you've just got <laughs> yeah. the, uh, uh, Leia's love. Yes. Ray saying, there, I think there's still hope for you too, even though I'm mm. feeling hopeless about myself right now. Yeah. And then mm. the, the coup de Han, <laughs> uh, which uh, I've been, I've been rammed for a while. So I'll just say this and, and let you take it. Well, let's go into the Han moment. Yeah. I love that. It is. Mm-hmm the bridge scene from the force awakens mm. from a different point of view, just from the point of view of what if I had had the strength to make the other choice? Yeah. Uh, d- d- I mean, I want to, it is, it is my favorite scene in the movie and seen it again last night, Harrison Ford, much like in, in force awakens where he came to play. Yes. He wasn't just, yeah, I'll close this up. Give me the paycheck. I thought in force awakens, he, he really was back to being Han Solo more than he was in return of the Jedi. Uh, even, and this is the same in this one little moment, he came to play and got it, got what was going on. They both made those choices. They're both so damn good actors. Um, like to replay that moment. I want to see him side by side. Cause it's down to the lines and there's the, dare I say fun moments in this heavy emotional thing, theme of, of, Ben now Ben can't bring himself to say I love you and he said and Han says I know that's so great uh, wonderful use of that uh, the touching of the hand so you and I this is where going into this you you would really put a, a, a spotlight on the idea of like I really like that moment specifically the hand to have meaning and guess what that hand that hand to the cheek saved the galaxy yeah and if you remember famously in our little world me calling into Jedi Alliance, which you had been taking over hosting, I think with Donica at the time, and I'm driving up the street, and I was like, yeah, let me call in and talk about Jedi Alliance. I was really like, I felt Han's death was not valuable, didn't bring much, and there were some little things he said that really set me on this path of making sure to look be b- below the surface of things in Star Wars, uh, which I forever am indebted, and thank you for that. But oh, thank you. go back to that moment. Go back to them, and when I was not alone, going, Han, what, what? Han died yeah. for what? For what, what did he die for? His, his, his... 
his hand touched the cheek and that saved the galaxy because that's the final thing that just connects in that moment with Ben and it's so beautiful. And, and Adam Driver says only one more word the rest of the movie. And after that, and it's ouch. Which is a very haunting. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Yeah. If you watch, he smiles, he maybe laughs, he's emotionally cries. He doesn't say another word. He he acts as Han, including the shooting, uh, I believe it was uh, Sarah, your yeah, my wife, wife who, yeah. kind of came out. And I was like, you're so damn right. right. Yeah, shoot somebody without looking the same way Han does in Force Awakens. The, yeah. the getting the lightsaber from Ray, which is a great use of what Ryan set up. Yeah. For those thinking this doesn't connect with Last Jedi. Uh, but the little, that shrug that like, mm, that's Han, almost Han at the coming out of the it's bunker. So great. It, it, yeah. It has, it has a little bit of that shrug of like, eh, Ewoks or, eh, hey, magic lightsaber. Yep. Too bad. Yep. <laughs> Too bad for you. Or, and it even has a little bit of like, well, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, it's we can, so, uh, um, all of that again, I think it it really probably deserves an episode, and it that is why when I go back to my big picture up top of it, this movie made me feel things I wanted to feel. That's specifically it. Han Solo is yeah. my guy. I grew up loving Han Solo, and this is now Han's death saved everything. Essentially, you know, it's part of that puzzle, and it, it makes me feel so good. Yeah, and I think this is what affects me, and I think it might be one of the things that divides people and how they feel about this movie. Mm-hmm feel like this movie is pretty straightforward and powerful in its themes. Right. We'll talk about them a little bit, but I, I there's very direct. Mm. In some ways, I think there are things like eh, people know like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the sacrifice coming together. You're you're not alone. Choose right. you be great. Yeah. Yeah. But the power to me is they are simple things mm-hmm. that we all know that are extremely hard to execute in real life yeah. to actually do. So to see your heroes do them mm-hmm. just fills me with inspiration. Mm. I have been a kinder human being in the last couple of days yeah. because of this movie, and this is one of those moments of Han being the worst thing he could do. The scariest thing he could do is walk out to Kylo yeah. on that bridge. And even after Kylo kills him to say, it's okay. I still love you kid mm-hmm. with that, hand stroke mm. and I, the, the payoff of wanting that to matter yeah. coming down to it really mattering in a, in a charming, powerful scene. And I mean, uh, it made me just mm. be like, Hey, next time I see my dad, I'm going to say yeah. like, dad, yeah, I know this is weird, <laughs> but could you gently touch my cheek? <laughs> I, it's so weird. And, and you know, we're coming to this, uh, from the perspective of, of sons. Uh, this is our perspective in this moment, right? You and I, it's so weird. I bought my dad a Christmas gift yesterday and I don't normally, I mean, you know, where life moves fast and they're always like, don't send a gift. And I bought him a gift. I bought him a, um, someone got me the Commodore 64 mini and my dad and I grew up playing Commodore 64 and I got, I was like, Oh, I want to go play this with my dad again. I'm wondering if it's subconsciously moving into my brain. (laughs) Maybe it is Star Wars. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to cry. Powerful stuff. Um, It's my favorite. It might be my favorite Han Solo scene in the history of that man's uh, story and career. Yeah, and I, I mean the the way he honors Leia's like your mother's gone, but what she stood for, oh. what she fought for, is still here. Yeah. And you know, I if you had asked me ahead of time, it was like, do you want a third or fourth twist on "I love you, I know"? I'd have been like, I'm, I'm, yeah, good. I'm good, yeah. But it, the way he delivers, Dad, mm-hmm. and just hearing him, it's broken. He, you know, he's called him Solo or Han Solo. Yeah, the you know the entire time, the entire time. Yeah, so to hear him say dad. And as soon as he said it, mm. I was mm. like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, say it, say it, say it. And it was yeah. so well delivered and so beautiful to skip the, mm-hmm. I love you. 
because it yeah. made it more than just like, hey, it's your one of your favorite lines. You can get right. T-shirts at Disneyland and just made it a true emotional moment mm-hmm. where it, Han mm-hmm. recognizes his son. And like, mm-hmm. you are my son in many, many ways, including yeah. emotions don't come to you easily. <laughs> so I'll just relieve you and say, I know. And of course, yeah. for me, like, I'm totally fine with all of it is he's ref- this is Kylo reflecting. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. not Han being a force ghost. Leia didn't summon him yeah, from the other worlds, nerdy world Star Wars worlds, yeah. canon, uh, yep. it, it, dissecting at that level. It's just him replaying, what if I had handled things differently? Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty um, clear. Right? You know, yeah. we, even he's trying to fight back. This isn't real. It's yeah, it's just, your memory. It's just a memory. Uh, all right. So many things. What else you got? Uh, littler things. <laughs> yeah. And welcome to the six-hour review. <laughs> uh, I do love the rebellion arriving. Uh, so I'm at first first viewing, I was crying a lot. I've never cried this hard in a Star Wars movie. Never. Never cried. Luke dying, I thought, was going to get me. And it got me. But it got me in a different level. Han going. I just explained why I initially didn't connect with as much yeah. as I thought. Chewie in Force Awakens reacting, screaming, got me a little bit more than this one. I started... I started Tearing up with the Leia thing just because it's Leia, it's Carrie Fisher, it's all these real world things. And then the Han moment got me, the, the, the Falcon going. Second viewing, different things got me. And I got to tell you, the, the, the back, and Jennifer mentioned it, but the rebellion arriving and this uh, First Order Sith officer, I, mean, I got questions of when Palpatine hired a bunch of new employees. I, I'm on board <laughs> for those questions. Doesn't matter right now. When that guy, when that guy says to Richard E. Grant's pride, uh, General Legion General Pride, uh, it's not a, it's not the Navy. It's just people. I started bawling. Yeah. Uh, the second viewing, and because of the statement, and I'd love you to talk more about it because you said it eloquently last night. But when when Poe is at his at his lowest, and the voice of Lando comes over and says, "There's more of us than there is of them." Wow. Yeah. And the rebellion. It is that is George Lucas's statement in, in New Hope. Now in this movie, and it just got me a second time. That didn't get me the first time. Yeah, first time I was like, "Yippee!" Is that the Colossus? <laughs> now it's just like, "Oh, this is the heart of rebellion." It's a fist pumping, emotional moment. I think it works really, really well because of Poe's journey. Yeah. I like that in this movie, Poe is—he has accepted. I need to be the leader. It's yeah. maybe not my instinct to be the leader, but yeah. I have the skill, so I need to do it. I learned all of this from Leia and from Holdo, mm-hmm. I need to be the spark. Yeah. But you get the sense of like everywhere he goes, every day is as bad and as stressful as the one that we're seeing. <laughs> because when 3PO has no memory and it goes, this is madness. It's just what every day is like for you guys. <laughs> and it is like, he's, he's trying, he's trying to be the smiling face yeah. that keeps this going when he's just like, I, I'm, I'm trying to hold on to the spark who wouldn't lose their faith. And I'm trying to be the smiling face that tells everybody else it will be okay. Yeah. He gets that little bump from Zori where she says, I don't believe that you believe that there's no hope. Yeah. He's, I love his cranky. Re- that, I think that's why he is stressed in, in cranky. Mm. Yeah. Excellently comically cranky. Yeah. Cause he's trying to keep it going. And I think he knows like, I'm a leader. Ray is our greatest asset, but she doesn't want to come out. And now that she is here with us and we have 16 hours yeah. until everything ends, she yeah. keeps sensing crap yeah. from Poe's perspective yeah. and just wandering off to do a force thing. Yeah. And what are you, what do- are you like, doing? It's yeah. a great sort of like, it, almost if you had got to see Han mm-hmm. travel with Luke more. Yeah, yeah. And have Luke just keep sensing yeah. things. And <laughs> Han being like, I thought we were... God, what? come on, kid. Yeah. Like, so I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's comedy, it's character, but it builds that moment. Mm. He sees one of his best friends. Yeah. Die. Yeah. He's led people here. He feels like he got Zori mm-hmm. and everyone he knew on 
uh, Kajimi, yeah. Kajimi killed mm-hmm. because he put a target on their back by going there. So yeah. he's he's dealing with all that weight, and just mm-hmm. when he is about to lose hope, yeah, somebody comes along. It's mm-hmm. I, I like relating huge Star Wars moments to real life things. Mm-hmm. You know those times where you just have the worst day of your life, and you are <laughs> doubting everything, and you're like, "How am I even yeah. going to take a step forward? What is the point mm-hmm. of even getting out of bed?" And you just you'll get like a random text. Yeah. Or an email or, or, you know, mm-hmm. a, a tweet maybe. Yeah. yeah. That tells you mm-hmm. you're making a difference in somebody else's life. You aren't wrong to be on the path you're on. Right. And just that relief mm. that my hope is validated. And then to have that come from the old scoundrel Lando, <laughs> who's that's happy to be there. And he, yeah. like, he went and charmed the core worlds yeah, yeah, <laughs> by yeah, himself. Oh, yeah, by the way, yes. Which is like excellent leadership, Poe and Finn, <laughs> Land, uh, double Lando generals. And, uh, Lando and Chewie are going to go make it happen. Yeah, like you go you go charm yeah. everybody on Corellia and tell them to yeah. get their asses <laughs> over here because there's still hope. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just so powerful and like... Mm-hmm. Uh, the such great use of like the star Wars theme, right? Oh, uh, well, so yeah. Um, that slides into my next one. I will yeah, go for it. His name is Johnny Williams and <laughs> he used to do the themes, the team show, the thing, the TV shows. I love Gilligan's Island. He did a lot of that stuff. Um, I, and he has this great cameo for the final send off. This, this, the music in this is wonderful. And a lot of it is, Hey, I know that theme. Right. And, and like, I love the solo soundtrack, but a lot of it is like, wow, John Paul Powell did a great job of weaving in old things. We love with new things. Yeah. So, so Williams did that. And he did that last Jedi too. He's done that in all the movies. He does that. It takes all the themes, but this one is this all-star concert of, of themes. And then, but then he just changed it and exploded. Ray's theme now just became perhaps my favorite song in star Wars, my favorite it, piece of music in star Wars. It was already up there. Oh yeah. But the different versions, the rock star, when she's fighting one, the, 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 the lower, the, just, triumphant the triumphant return Ray. to the, uh, the jungle planet, uh, whose name it, I wrote down uh, here somewhere. Agent Kloss. Agent Kloss. Agent Kloss. Um, uh, it's a planet and they make designer jeans. Uh, <laughs> Agent Kloss. And what you just said, uh, to actually use the theme of Star Wars in a big sequence, and you right away picked up on it, and then all the feelings I have at the beginning of every movie I watch pours into that moment. Yeah, you're not alone. You're going on an yeah. adventure. There's hope. You have family. 42 years of memories, yeah. which is uh, the Aki Aki Festival happens every 42 years <laughs> yes. if you caught that reference. Cheeky, cheeky, uh, cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. So it is. Yeah. Johnny Williams, man. John Williams. Thank Johnny you. Williams is great. Mm. Um, th- one, one specific part mm. of Ray's journey that I, that I want to highlight uh, is Be With Me. Yeah. Just how that's our introduction. Right. How much uh, Jennifer mentioned as well, but how much that connects to her entire journey of scratching numbers you know, or letters for, for uh, markers for a day yeah. on the inside of that at-at and waiting for that sense of connection mm-hmm. and finally getting into a place at the end of the movie where she has conquered her fear, she has conquered her anger, yeah, she is reaching out because she truly needs to know that she is a part of something yeah. and it doesn't take away from it being her fight in hearing all those Jedi voices, it's about Ray the character, but it is also about validation of the Jedi in the mm-hmm. journey that we've gone on them. Yep. I love that Last Jedi criticized them rightfully, rightfully for their failures during the prequels. Yes. And 
But this is just returning to that. Like, but the spirit of it is in the darkest times stand up and defend against it's the the overreach of the darkness, mm-hmm. and that just that's what all of these beloved Jedi are saying. The Last Jedi, like you just said, it's one of my favorite parts that Luke in the movie criticizes the institution of the Jedi in keeping with George's prequel thoughts. And that this movie comes along and confirms just what you said, that it goes beyond the institution. It goes into these beliefs and the spirits and everything. That is a beautiful continuation and bookend. Yeah. And my my beloved Obi-Wan Kenobi is so glad that that thread resolved. These are your first steps to these are your final steps. Take them. Yeah. Uh, In hearing uh, Anakin say, Mm -hmm. you know, restore the balance as I once did. Is a oh, but great I thought this confirmation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought this erased everything we've seen him. No, no, no. Sorry. So fun to Ken, pick don't up. go dark. Don't go dark, Ken. <laughs> you can fight against the light. Uh, uh, can it, I? Can I? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, the, the last thing I just wanted yeah. to throw out because I think it's important mm-hmm. to Ray's journey about this "be with me" in Jedi moment is one of the Jedi saying, uh, "Jedi strength is in their heart." Yeah, which is goes along with Luke saying, "Some things are bigger than blood." Goes along with building. We support you in your choice to be mm-hmm. who you are. And that's where your strength comes from is you and what you choose to be. We're going to do more episodes about this. I, 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 behind the scenes, I emailed Joseph. Or I think maybe texted. I was like, man, just the way conversation. We, you and I are going to have a big review. And Joseph was like, patience. These are our first steps. <laughs> yes, I need to be reminded. Much of that. more discussions of this movie to come. Can uh, you just you just it's so powerful? I thought let's take the ray from nowhere and how it inspired you and how you might be feeling because I think that's all valid. I think that's valid. If you took a lot from Ray's character in the first two movies and you're feeling unsure about where they went with it, we're we're here with you. We understand it. I, I have preached about Ray. From nowhere. I've written about Ray from nowhere. I, I love the concept, but it, let's put that aside. Let's take this character, this journey. Just because she was fr- Ray from nowhere and found power in that, without a doubt, she wants to connect to something and other people. That is Ray in the Force Awakens, but she's trapped by fear. Those those days marked off are her prison. There, she's too afraid to go find those. And Maz tells her the the, the, the belonging you seek. So that to me does not take away her independence and her who she is. There's there's big questions around that I get. But going back to what you just described to where she is, she she found that connection and she found it on her own and she went against what her nature was. We're going to talk about those big themes. But yes, at the end, to connect with the Jedi in that moment and be like, the, the second viewing, uh, her saying, uh, be with me in the beginning and, and says, because I think I missed it. I think I missed it the first time. Yeah. Like, I heard be with me and then you know, you're doing that thing where you're like, well, what am I seeing? I'm seeing a new Star Wars movie. And she tells Leia, I can't get the other, I can't hear the other voices of the Jedi. It pays off in the end just on a simple movie storytelling yeah. mechanism. She says, I think it might be impossible. And Leia says, nothing is impossible. Nothing's impossible. But it connects to me what you do. It connects to Ray watching that bread rise by herself on her scavenger life. Yeah. She was, she is from nowhere. She's still from nowhere, but she wanted that that belonging and she to connect on that powerful spiritual level i think that is a great journey yeah being told we will get into the bigger discussion about what being a palpatine maybe does to her journey or not yeah and we're might some of you out there might disagree with us but 
I think that's just a powerful highlight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sound. I think that sounds great. Uh, what else do you have on on your your list that you want to be sure to highlight in this first episode? We'll talk about this a lot more. <laughs> yes, we could go for you're right. Uh, 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 big as far as a big like uh, the mythical magical ending, which ties into some of my problems with the Palpatine uh, decision and the execution of bringing him back, and how I move past that to get us to this. Uh, Mortis, world between worlds, George Lucas. I'm not sure George wouldn't have written this exact scene type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Of and yes, are those real Sith people there in robes? Are they imaginations? Or as Mark Ellis says, is that just Twitter? We don't know. Um, <laughs> but it it took it and then to the moment you described the light, the the great. I was talking to uh, Jeffrey Henderson, Jenna Bush's uh, boyfriend, who's yeah. a big star, and he goes, "That's one of my favorite shots in all of Star Wars: of the lightning coming up." Uh, from from Palpatine's hands, and then Ray looking beyond that and connecting to what's out there beyond. So I love that Star Wars, which you guys all know. What do I love about Star Wars? The war over the lore. I love my rebellion and the Empire and all the cool tools and the wars and everything because I just grew up playing army in the backyard, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. To have Star Wars end on this mythical, magical plane in a world we're not sure. It's the unknown regions. It's Exegol. But... What is this? Yeah, if nothing else, if it is still just like yeah. a planet, it is seeped in the dark side, yeah. and you can feel it is cold and yeah. dark. And, we are yeah. in Mordor. We yeah. have gone to Mordor. In and the belly of the beast. Belly of the beast, and I love that. Yeah, as a, a great place for the big uh, final showdown. Um, I'm just, there are a couple little things that I, I really yep. like, so I'm just going to run off through them a too. couple, yeah, you, you a couple first, little sir. things. Uh, Huck's... Uh, just the I'm the spy, right? Right. <laughs> uh, uh, three times, you know, with varying levels of uh, volume of audience engagement for mm-hmm. applause and cheers and that. Yeah. Every time people like laugh and yeah. and kind of applaud. I'm the spy. Yeah. <laughs> so, such great delivery. But I also just like it is inverted Star Wars poetry of mm-hmm. he is doing the right thing for the wrong <laughs> reason. He's <laughs> still on vengeance, and it's this great story of kind of the destruction of yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. of evil things that they kind of fold in on themselves because yeah. hate multiplies and folds <laughs> back on itself. And it's, uh, yeah, so that I love that. There there could be think pieces written about the, the misuse of Hux based from what you thought you saw in Force Awakens. I'm there for it. I get it. I get it. Hux kind of seems to vanish, I think, with great purpose and reason. And that moment I love. Yeah. And I yeah. love the, I knew it. <laughs> yes. He didn't know it. He didn't know it. I would have taken... A sh- uh, like a close-up in memoriam shot of Hux after he died. <laughs> He's just getting shot and blasted across. And like, it's uh, great. It's what he deserved. Um, the, uh, the, I, I think we'll talk more about Palpatine uh, himself. And mm-hmm. uh, I do love his bizarre, pulpy presence. I love that. Mm-hmm. I've seen lots of people make lots of great, fun jokes. To me, it looks like somebody uh, picked him up out of a claw machine. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I love want the it. teddy bear. Keep getting Palpatine. <laughs> Keep getting this blind, half-dead <laughs> monster with weird, milky eyes, uh, fingers stitched back together. Give me Does he quarter. have a bottom half? <laughs> Is there a bottom half of Palpatine? I don't know. Um, But just in terms of a flavor thing, Mm -hmm. I love how dickish and pedantic it is Mm. for him to go, the Skywalkers threw me down a shaft, so I'm going to throw you down a shaft, and I'm going to say it out loud so you know why I'm throwing you down a shaft. It's just, Just it's so, like, it's not just revenge, it's just so, like, yeah, I'm going to hurt you exactly as I was hurt, and, like, I love that Palpatine has to throw a Skywalker down a pit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For just comedy moment, the Mm. flashlight lightsaber moment, 
Oh yeah. It's great development of, of Ray and Poe's dynamic. Mm-hmm. And also just kind of harken back to, you know, when light, when you couldn't just buy a lightsaber at, at yeah. Walmart and yeah. Walgreens and Target, kids would pretend with lightsabers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, that was a, um, I love, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the last one I'll say, and then no, move no, on because no, there, no. there are way too many. Um, you know my love of Luke Skywalker's little I care in A New Hope. Yes. It was in a different context, but I love that Ray said, I care. Yes. Uh, in response to Zori Bliss is great. Yeah. I'm sure you won't care, yeah. but uh, I think you're, you think you're pretty great. You're pretty I great. care. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, I'm sure this will come a lot. Yeah, the humor, the humor overall, I think this is the best. I think 3PO, 3PO warming. 3PO hilarious. I have, I have been a very respectful fan of Anthony Daniels and C-3PO, but he, I would never call him one of my favorite characters until this movie. He's he's just on fire. Yeah. He's on fire. The comic timing, the look, when they look back at him after he gives the ecky ecky information, he just kind of <laughs> looks, I mean, it's a master class in, in the character of comedy, which 3PO is always kind of, when it works, it does. Uh, we're looking at you, Attack the Clones. Um, so the humor all the way through. Love the yeah. lightsaber. And I love the lightsaber one because then she hands it to Finn, with it, which could be a big statement or a small statement yeah. or a continuation of yeah. Force Awakens if you want. Um, there's little uh, little lines of dialogue we talked a lot about up there. Um, and I think this is going to be talked about a lot, but uh, uh, the the team of uh, Zori Bliss and Babu Frick. Oh, my So Babu goodness. Frick is the, and I love Dio, and I love Dio a lot. Dio's great. Dio's great and represents something pretty powerful that yes. you, you said off air, I think, that we should um, say. Um and I touched upon a little bit over uh, on the Clare show, but oh, good. Uh, what Dio is represents a, l- a little bit of a, uh, to me, somewhat of an autistic kind of person of just like. Well, I think just you know, anybody who really is aware of boundaries. Ba- yes. Right. Yes. And says, I get to choose when people yep. have any contact with me, which yes. all humans should. Should. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's very important. Yeah. But just having that sort of represented of how, however you want to describe it. Of yeah, you can go as deep with it any, as you want yeah, or not. Any yeah, level yeah. of sensory sensitivity or any level of just agency of, yeah, you don't get to touch me. Like, yeah, a friend of mine texts me. He's like, I think, no, no, thank you. It's one of my yes. new favorite lines. Yeah. And then it, there's yeah, yeah. so much in here about Ray being kind and kind to droids in particular yes, and showing that's her heart. Mm-hmm. And for her to say, someone didn't treat you well. Yeah. It's okay. You're with us now. Yes. Ah. So but we were talking about Bobo Frick. D- so Dio's very powerful yeah. to me. Uh, Bobo Frick is just works on so many levels too. So fun. He is the, he is the Porgs and Baby Yoda of this film, and I know that's been said online. So we'll talk about him, and then I gotta say, so Zori Bliss, Zori Bliss, Carrie Russell. I, I, I'll start. I'll start with the surface level things. I'm having some adult feelings for Zori Bliss. All right, there we said it. She flirts through a mask very well, very well. And she's uh, a great fighting shape. Great, God bless her. But Carrie Russell comes in here and acts behind the mask, which would. All right, I'll be nice. When you put the actual actor in the mask, you can see the difference between a stuntman and an actor. Um, in the, in the close-ups. Uh, and then just when she opens up and tells, acting is best, you know, you tell the story through the eyes, right? I'm not an actor and I'm not an acting class master. But when that mask comes up, that is some of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. Her and Poe beyond their past, their flirtation, whatever, which it works very well at the end of the movie. I love that oh. kiss moment. Um, that is, to me, when the movie does slow down and takes the time to work with this connection and emotions with them. And it's, it's kind of simple stuff. You know, I got to get out of here. She's going to give you this chip. And yeah, I'm like, what is this chip? I don't know. And you can get lost in those little checklists of what you just randomly have a chip that gets you on hangers. Yeah. Take that aside. It's the symbolism of what it means. Take that. As, yeah, exactly. That, that don't watch Star Wars in that way. I'm just sorry. Don't watch it in that way. Watch <laughs> this scene and watch their connection. And it was beautiful and it was powerful. And Poe repeats her line, just like he repeated Holdo's lines. Yeah. And Poe po, po takes 
those uh, They want us to believe we're alone. Yeah. That's how they it's win. Powerful. It's, it's part of the heart of the story. So yeah. I, I really love Zorro yeah. Bliss. I love that just that idea that clearly this crew was, yeah, they were spice runners, but they were clearly a little bit of a family. Yeah. And it, you got the sense that it was an emotional betrayal oh, that yeah. Poe left, mm-hmm. but he was so loved by the crew of Zori on whatever lo- level of love you yeah. want to engage with yeah. is is great to connect back to the themes of togetherness yeah. and you're not alone. So, right. Yeah. And Babu Frick's tone deaf, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever noise he makes there. <laughs> it works very that, well. That, yeah. The 3PO is, is gone. Ha yeah. ha. Did it. Great. Um, let's move on to some things we maybe weren't sure about or questioned for ourselves. Yeah. Cause I think we both do have some. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you got a list. I got some notes. Okay, yeah, great, great. You talk first, I talk first. Uh, yeah, you, you talk first. <laughs> um, so this, a lot of it comes out of the first viewing, and I, and I expressed a lot because uh, I think I think I've seen a lot of people, even in my circle, who are like I didn't really like it, but I saw it a second time, and I've seen, and that's gone a couple ways. Uh, I'll just say to my friend Van William, former guest of the show, first time I'm working through it, second time saw it last night with us. He's like, wow, that that hit me in a different level. Yeah. And I really think in this day and age with these kind of properties, sometimes movies are just movies. You know what I mean? Like go go catch a movie on a Saturday afternoon and like it or don't like it. That's yeah. fine. But if you're a fan of this stuff and have invested so much in your life, I think you owe it to yourself to really take your time with it, even if you love it. Because Rogue One, I came out of it, it's perfect movie. Second time, I was like, okay, I see some things in there. Yeah. And that's fair to say, go to go both ways. But to the first viewing, the intro of Palpatine uh, happened so fast. I do like the choice, but I was playing a little bit of the catch-up that I know a lot of people are playing. And I'm like, all right, I love the story of the First Order. But there's a lot of space in that story. Yeah. And, and this fits in okay. But tying him to all of it, even Leia kind of saying the line, uh, he's there, uh, uh, all of it. Yeah, yeah, always behind the All shadows. Behind yeah. the shadows, which might have been, you know, in your head, you're like, it, did she meet Snoke originally? And <laughs> so some of that, and then um, even on the second viewing, I am unsure of Ray being known as a Palpatine by Luke, by Leia, by Finn, potentially some people floating around that yeah. idea, uh, or at least he figures it out. Um, uh, yeah, I have those questions. Yeah, just to kind of putting everything in sort of a chronological order. Yeah, like... I love the tree conversation, Last Jedi, of who are you? Uh, for nowhere. Jakku, well, that is nowhere. Is Luke just completely play acting at that point? Is he completely lying? Does he learn later on when he feels the Force? I think that's it. I think, yeah. I think, I think even, in fact, after he passes into yes. the Force in his communion with Leia. Yeah, and yes, and that, 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 see, there you go, and that is where I start. It's not just simple headcanon. It's like, that makes sense. And the story, again, Go watch Alec Guinness and R2-D2 interacting in New Hope, and there is enough space in that dialogue to really recontextualize the scene. Yeah. And be okay with it as a fan. Um, That's why it's this weird tradition. But I had some of those issues, and and just where it lays on the map, I do sometimes need to know that. Absolutely. And I do have that, and and the final order, it it, it does make sense to me. Ray Sloan saying this is our first order. The Emperor's contingency plan leaves a lot of room for him to be like, I'm going to go away. I'm going to find a way to come back. Yeah. Cause I'm not done yet. So a lot of it's there, but I do have some of that stuff there and I did miss final one for me. And there's going to be other things along the way, uh, you know, a payoff for see around kid from Luke to Kylo. Right. I did miss that. I would have liked to see something like that. I don't know how at right. this point, but I yeah. did miss it. Yeah. I understand. I think emotionally that is, that is desirable. A lot of my questioning are things that like, I wish we could have, found room for X. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think my biggest one is 
I really wanted Rose to have a hero moment. Yeah, I heard a lot of people about Rose too. Uh, yeah, and, and I understand this is mm-hmm. a, a hot issue. Many people yeah. feel like she was really shoved to the side. Mm-hmm. I feel like in The Last Jedi, we are introduced to this character who is pretty pure of heart. She she kind of rises to the level... She's looking at pe- other people as heroes. Mm-hmm. She loses her sister. She thinks Finn is a hero. She herself sort of, I think, realizes we are all heroes mm-hmm. in Last Jedi. So I don't need, I didn't need her to have a big arc in this movie yeah. because there's a ton of people in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have loved it if the actual technical plan mm-hmm. was hers mm-hmm. or she had created some sort of device, device or something. Yeah. So we had a real hero moment that celebrated, yeah, I'm, I'm an engineer. I'm a tech person. Right. And we can all contribute. And this mm-hmm. is my contribution. Yeah. You know, um, talk a little bit more later about the relationship between her and Finn and what yeah. that means with her kind of wanting him to come back to yeah. the lander and him not and how that affects their dynamic from last Jedi. But I think I was really hoping for yeah a clear hero moment for mm-hmm. Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominic Monaghan. <laughs> is, is it Monaghan Bo- or Monaghan? Monaghan is Beaumont. Beaumont. Kin is yeah. I saw somewhere else, but Beaumont. Beaumont. Uh, <laughs> He, I am already going through the Star Wars emotional processing yeah. of dislike it. Now, almost enjoy disliking it. <laughs> to me, before I knew his name, I was like, I hope he is the grandson of Rick Oley. Uh, yes. Because he's just like, guy we don't know, don't have an emotional relationship where, with. Hey, a hobbit. Is yep. distracting because he's a hobbit and the guy from Lost yeah. really pops and just is kind of just spewing stuff mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. how do you know that <laughs> why are you the one to say dark science cloning secrets only the sith knew <laughs> like i felt like that should have been maz's line and i did feel like oh yeah that'd you, be great you, you you take him out and mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can give more of that line to rose mm-hmm. and give her a little bit more weight in presence yeah uh so this is definitely one of those like i can live with it but mm-hmm. for me like yeah it's it it reeked very much of uh, your friends making a movie. Can I be in it? And or hey friend, do you want to be in the movie? Yeah. And it's fun. Like and I got, I love love Lord of the Rings movies. So uh, the trilogy, the first trilogy. So I'm very happy to have him there. And it also what? But when he says some some of the stuff, I was like, oh, we're definitely going to Mordor because he's <laughs> Mary and Pip are telling us. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so yes, I'm right there with you on Beaumont. Yeah, yeah, old Beaumont, uh, Rick Oley's grandson in my head canon. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked for Luke uh, a mention of that third lesson. Yeah. That would have been interesting to me. Right. I understand, and and again, these are you know, not not movie destroying things for me. Um, I would have also liked an explicit mention of Luke's hope mm. that inspiration like i I, like oh yeah i don't think it destroys the last jedi i like that Mm -hmm. some people hear that story that you know that there are kids around the galaxy who like talking about whispering the force they've heard about this i think it is necessary for the story for like poe to have that line of we we put the call out on crate and no one answered maybe people won't answer i i feel like yeah you don't have tension in the movie if everyone in the resistance feels like yeah but luke stood up so so can we so problem totally solved yeah. But it would have like it would have been great to me to just even hear like a resistance person saying like, "I heard the the story of Luke Skywalker and yeah. I joined." Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I do. I understand those questions a lot. I've seen some of them even on our Facebook group. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think anything in this movie undercuts the Last Jedi. I really don't with all my yeah. heart. But 
Yeah. And to me, I'll play it out like, you know, broom kid. We don't, Tamari Black, we don't know necessarily the time frame. It seems to be obviously right after, but also the, you, you are not going to necessarily, you're not going to hear that inspiration and be like, it's time to go. Also resistance reborn answers that a lot of people were trapped or captured and, yeah. and first order was getting them. So there's a lot of reasons that in this year or so time that, that inspiration to me can take later on. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't ruin it at all for yeah, me. It's but, just, but to see it acknowledged, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I think like I that. get, yeah, I guess I, what I, what I want to say about these criticisms are I, I choose to engage with the movie that was there in the, this is my self indulging uh-huh. the fan part of me of like, well, if I could uh, rewrite uh-huh. uh, five minutes of the movie, here's what like, yeah, yeah. I, none of these are like failures because they're not there. I think um, with the, the Rose not having a hero moment is a criticism. Yeah, I'll just say like, I think, yeah, yeah. I think she needed that. Yeah. Um, the other one for me is it would have been great to have a Padme reference. Yeah. Because it's so celebrated all of the heroes of the past. It's so elevated Leia's legacy. Yeah. In terms of the Jedi and force side of things. Mm-hmm. And she was already, you know, a, a leader in a, and mm-hmm. a rebel and a warrior and a general, but, um, that would have been interesting to me. Yeah. And it would have been, re- I know there's not room for everything. There's a part of me that was like hoping that R2 was going to restore three BO's full memory. Oh yes. And that would have been a way to acknowledge Padme mm-hmm. and connect the saga of like, yeah, the whole story is now back in three PO's head. Yeah. Would have been interesting. Yeah, I actually would have liked it because, yeah, again, you might assume that maybe it is, or, 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 but yeah, to have it acknowledged on screen. And I, you know what? I didn't think about that. The the loss of uh, the void of of a true direct Padme reference. Yeah. Was, yeah, okay. I'll, I say I'll miss that. Because we got Anakin and we got that great, yeah. hey, you can interpret the movies however you want, but from the perspective of the movies, mm-hmm. Anakin restored balance and for a long time there was balance. Right. You know? And then Palpatine's got a Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then the, my last thing was, uh, I maybe would have liked a slight sense of what's next for the galaxy. Yeah. Right. Cause we talked about a lot of that going. Yeah. And, then, and this is, yeah, this is our baggage of what yeah, yeah. we wanted. Yeah. But you know, you can't get everything you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think that will probably come in other places at other times. Yeah. All right. All well, right. Shall we? Shall we take a take yeah, a break? Let's take a break. Uh, this is uh, hour nine. Oh no, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're getting, we have a lot to get to, but hey, stick around. We got more to talk about. Not just in the, this episode. We feel there's a lot about this movie that's going to uh, be on the discussion boards here at Four Center for a long time. So stick around. We'll be right back here on Four Center. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we're back here on Force Center, episode 200. Joseph, it's like the Force plan that. Yes, epic <laughs> bonus size 200. And we are going deep on uh, the Rise of Skywalker, our first of many trips into the core of the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, before we go on, we do want to do our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Joseph, what do we have? We are going to recommend something that we recommended previously, but with fresh eyes. It is a book called Force Collector by mm. Kevin Shinnick. It is the story of a young Force-sensitive lad going around the galaxy uh, trying to discover the true history of the Jedi. But the thing that made it so exciting is I took the sleeve off this book when I read it, as mm. I always do. Yeah. And it's got, uh, I believe, the Jedi symbol in the front half. And on the back side, there's a symbol. Like, what is that symbol? Mm. And it's it can be hard to Google symbols sometimes. Yeah. So I was like, what is, what is that? And I was so delighted. The symbol on the back of the book is the symbol in the movie that uh, the first Sith Wayfinder that Kylo finds mm. is is on top of that nice. uh, that big slab of concrete. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's the one that 3 Bill refers to as the symbol of Sith loyalists. So I'm now gotcha. really fascinated to go back to that book that has some uh, metal shenanigans with yeah. Maz as well. So I'm... I'm 
curious Great. to dig back into that book. So I recommend that one because it, it does connect in fun ways. And if you want to try it out, you can do that on us. If you want the audio book, go to audibletrial.com slash four center, audibletrial.com slash four center and check out force collector. It is on my list as well. We're diving back into our discussion here, Joseph. Uh, where do we leave off here? We are. Uh, I wanted to go through things that we were wanted to be sure to discuss because I yep. knew we would touch on a lot of them in our, our likes and, and dislikes. So we talked about Leia's role. Do you have any other big thoughts on no, that? No, other than everything you said was beautiful and it didn't really connect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, uh, oh, oh, yeah. We'll talk about stuff in other episodes. Everything's <laughs> fine. Love it. Love uh, it. Really about, loved it. How about Pozark? We we did talk about Pozark a, a little bit as well. So I really, so I like it, and I like the connection with Zori. Uh, there's bigger themes at play that really come with your past, right? We're going to talk about that. I like it. I, I have heard some things and understand. You know, end of Last Jedi, he becomes the leader. And we're seeing some of that in Resistance Reborn, reading some of that. And this one, it seems like Leia's still in charge, literally, because there is a sh- Leia left you in charge after she passed away type yeah. thing. Um, and so I can understand some of that. But it, uh, I will take that to have the moment of him crying at Leia's body and wondering, how, how did you do this? Yeah, how do I move forward? And how do you move forward with Lando coming in? I mean, that Leia, oh, I for, even forget about that speech. It's like, we had each other. Like It's so beautiful. I will, I will take the, oh, I thought Poe had been promoted to this thing, to this thing. I will take all that being tossed out to have those moments. And he, here's, here's my take is I don't think it's tossed out. I think, in fact, Poe yeah, yeah. Po and Ray are the same. Where at the end of The Last Jedi, they have accepted what mm-hmm. they need to be mm-hmm. and that they have the potential to be it. Poe, yeah. a leader. Ray, the future of the Jedi and a, yeah. and a powerful force user. And so they accepted it. That's all. Yeah. Then Rise of Skywalker is great. It's really hard. Can I do it? Yeah. How do I do it? Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're they're going. Their journeys are similar Sim- in that way. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the, the big one that we mm. need to be sure to to dig into, which is Ray as a Palpatine. Okay. Uh, so I will start with for me the perspective that I looked at it from when I first saw it, which made me accept it, mm-hmm. is that. I was looking at it from Ray as a character mm-hmm. and what is the most frightening and devastating thing that she can hear. Yeah. In The Last Jedi, she is searching for belonging. She is trying to give the lightsaber to Luke. To Luke she yeah. is asking Luke again to tell her, where do I fit in? Mm-hmm. She turns to Kylo. Kylo sees a part of the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think it's totally that, mm-hmm. that he legitimately sees a part of the truth. I mean, and he, Palpatine literally tells him that you only know half the story or part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tells her the truth, mm-hmm. hoping to, in a mm-hmm. you know, kind of abusive way, hoping to get her to turn to the dark side. Yeah. The dark side cave mm-hmm. also tells her a part of the truth, but in a way that will hopefully mm-hmm. break her mm-hmm. because she's looking for who who am I? Where do I fit in? Yeah. I want to belong to something. So the scariest thing for her to hear is you don't belong. Mm. You're not a part of the story. Yeah. And then she accepts that, well, whatever I am, I have power. I will pick up the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Luke's gone. It's my responsibility yeah. to, to carry the flame. Starts getting trained by Leia. Gets uh, frustrated. F- scared of her own power and her anger, which mm-hmm. is set up in Last Jedi, mm-hmm. of Luke being afraid of how much power she has. Right. And then as she is going through everything in Rise of Skywalker, that fear of I'm not trained mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. I can't connect. I lash out in anger and I'm going to hurt everyone I love around me. Mm-hmm. What is the worst thing to hear then at that point is 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Your blood says you are descended from evil. Yeah. The power you have bends toward yeah. evil, and you are going to hurt and destroy everything around you that you do have. Yeah. So in terms of just her emotional arc, mm-hmm. it works well for me to present her with the thing that she is most afraid of. Mm-hmm. And of course, at the end, she entirely overcomes it. Um, that was That's my basic take on Rays of Palpatine. What is, what's your beginning point? Uh, the, so... The beginning, the beginning point is a little bit of again. I, I just I'm someone who has pounded a desk over. It's important that she is Ray from nowhere because, and again, I still think she is. Um, I've had this discussion and sometimes frustrations with the final season of Game of Thrones, where which is by the way one of my favorite seasons. But outside of <laughs> hey, the show was a little fast. They chose big battles over small moments. All those valid criticisms and things that are there, and I get. I, I, I try to comfort people when, when if they were invested in Daenerys Targaryen's story and they, where it ended up hurt them. I'm like, the inspirations you felt in season three don't go away. It's just part of that character's journey. And I so I still, I'm connecting to Rey from nowhere. I'm yeah. connecting to, uh, and definitely not as powerful as other people, I get, because from a different perspective and a different upbringing and a different point of view of life, get it. But her walking up those stairs at the end of Force Awakens, is my favorite ending. It's my most powerful moment is the girl from nowhere believing in a myth. And now she's in the myth. The last Jedi didn't take that away from me. Yeah. And it just keeps moving her story. So when it's presented and it's presented right from the beginning, I, I am, I think uh, I'm not alone that the moment Palpatine's like, ah, you think you heard everything. Let me tell you one more thing, which is I get some people are like a little rough and clunky right there. I'm like, Oh, yep. They're doing it. She's yep. Palpatine. And then when the lightning comes out, Yep, she's a Palpatine. We know. She doesn't know. Yeah. And I like how you just described how it rolled out. She's struggling, feeling this, this and that. Lightning comes out. She thinks she killed Chewie. And and the cost of this. And yeah, the, the what you're experiencing is you are the granddaughter of evil. Yeah. And so to me, and, and I still think she ends up kind of sticking with... Her own independence is not necessarily a literal nowhere. That that that's the huge thing. Yeah, is that I don't. Uh, go, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm, 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 no, I'm no, just. No. I'm just trying to say, please, because you're smarter. Okay. Continue. No, 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 no. <laughs> I am not smarter. I am not smarter. Uh, yeah, I, I think it, the big thing for me is it doesn't for me change mm-hmm. the story that I responded to in no one, which was about you get to choose. It just made mm-hmm. it a different. Um, a different idea of what she was pushing back on. Mm-hmm. She was pushing back on the fear of, I have no path mm-hmm. predetermined for me, so I have to choose it myself. Mm-hmm. And this made it a little bit more concrete and specific of everyone expects you to be evil. Yeah, I loved that there was a connection, but a contrast to Luke and Anakin's journeys mm-hmm. because Luke and Anakin were both afraid of losing something. Mm-hmm. And this took it a step farther, a step more personal, a step more deep. Mm-hmm. She was afraid of personally hurting everyone she loves. Mm-hmm. We see that with BB-8 right at the top. Mm-hmm. And then we see that with, she thinks she killed Chewie. She, the way she pushes Finn away, partially for his safety, but mm-hmm. not, you know, and then she, yeah, she lashes out in anger and, kills Kylo, which maybe didn't want to do, but that suddenly somehow senses, I also killed Leia and like yeah. consumed by the fear that I am a walking bomb and I will, I will person not, not just, yeah. I'm not powerful enough so I can't protect the people I love like mm-hmm. Luke and Anakin. Mm-hmm. It's, I will personally yeah. 
destroy them is a great and powerful twist. Yeah. And I think for me, some of the uh, power of, of the Palpatine thing yeah. is in how he tries to manipulate her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of it is the, the classic, your friends are yep. going to be destroyed. You have to do this. You fear of losing them. But <laughs> I was laughing that Palpatine like has his playbook. He's like, at this point, I show them the <laughs> battle that they're losing. And that's yeah. when I open the window. <laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of people that's too similar to Return of the Jedi. We'll maybe get to that later. But in terms of mm-hmm. I, I, Palpatine's actual plan. Mm-hmm. So he he wants either Ben yeah. or Ray. And he. I think he's offering Ben Kylo at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go, go kill her because she's a threat. Yeah, and then I'll Take use you. you. I'll use you. Yeah. Oh, that didn't work out because the princes of Alderaan upset my plans. Yeah, I I do need mm-hmm. my granddaughter back. Mm-hmm. Great, but what the actual plan is? What he is saying is, I will basically possess you. Yes. So it's so and I under, it, it's so creepy and it's so gross mm-hmm. and. I understand some people might not like it because of that, but that's what it gives me power. Mm. It's not a random thing. It is this ultimate masculine controlling evil yeah. saying, I want to take over yeah. your body yeah. and entirely consume you mm-hmm. to my will and my way of looking at things mm-hmm. to keep my power to or keep regain it. my power. And you know, Palpatine, like he's just say, I will live in you. Like, yeah, but yeah, you're going to be driving too, right? Because you're yeah. going to broken this person to yeah. your will. So the fact that she is actually having this power to say, hmm. I could succumb to the fear that I am destined mm-hmm. to give into that. Yeah, but instead, I will believe all the things that I've learned mm-hmm. that I do have family that I can choose the value of legacy, mm-hmm. but more importantly, I can just choose how I use my power. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be afraid of my power. Yeah. No matter where it came from, it's mine. Yeah. And I'm going to use it to oppose you and all of your lies and hate. Yeah. And to me, that is still resonant with everything that I wanted out of Ray gets to choose. Yeah. It's just someone pushing back even harder about you have no choice. Right. Which to me makes it even more triumphant that she's like, I reject you. I reject yeah. your hate. I reject your name. I choose. Yeah. I choose. It, it's almost, and correct me if I'm slightly off base, it is almost to me, to me, to me, the idea of she finds out she is some Ray from somewhere and says, I'm sticking with nowhere. Yeah. Now the Skywalker name comes at the end. I think that's a little plays a little different for me. Um, I was thinking, I, I, our friend, our friend Billy Patterson uh, was texting me. He goes, "I love that she not only cho- she chooses the name Skywalker as a, as a you know looks over sees Force Ghost, but also she's erasing Palpatine's name from history. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a final little dig. Like I ain't, you know, I'm not going to claim Palpatine. Your le- your legacy is done. Yeah. Um, so if, if that makes any sense, of just like she she's Ray from nowhere, right, and then finds out, oh no, I've got this. Someplace I don't want to be part of that. Someplace that's not the belonging I sought. I'm going to stick my own path and be who I am. And now the voices come in. It's powerful. And what I'm going to go a little bit of the end result picture. Yeah, I thought our, our our pal and I love shouting out people who who have great thoughts on things that I'm I'm thinking and I, I do it the other. If I'm on Jedi Council, I'll someday I say my pal Joseph Scrimshaw says. <laughs> or, uh, my pal Andres Cabrera said it yeah. so well, and and I think it's become my personal thesis statement of what we get with the tale of Ben and Ray. And then there's going to be another episode we're gonna have to do 
uh, you get them and, and what they did with it, what I think it does, what Ace, I, b- I believe, and I, I'm not speaking for him completely, but it builds on her journey and, and paired with Kylo Ben's journey, you have this thing of, of, of a child of destiny born in the light that shows darkness, Kylo Ren. You have a child born from nowhere, but but uh, from nowhere, born into darkness that shows the light. And as this, this balance that yin and yang, we're talking about JJ, two parts of the story, Ryan, two parts of the story. And you have this, this powerful uh, literal, and this is where I talk about the mythical ending. While Star Wars didn't just it wasn't a military victory, it was this, it was this ghost, it was a spiritual victory. Yeah, that is what is true balance. And Anakin says, Anakin, the voice of Anakin, bring bring back balance as I did. Yeah. Now you literally have the story of balance in, in, in these two uh, two kids, and this is the story of seven, eight, and nine. I think she's. The center of the story, and he's the the one B of the story. I think they're you know it's still her journey ends with her journey. The last the title is her journey yeah. of this last one. But you know what I mean. And so that's that all that too. Where again, this is my journey to it. I was able to let go of anything I I felt and go. This is perfect because let's say this: if it had been Kenobi, which by the way I think was part of the original plan, mm. um, long time ago. But there was options. They had options on the table. Yeah. The Kenobi thing seemed to work, but that, as much as you and I love Kenobi, yeah, the name Kenobi. This, if, what if they'd gone with that in this, and from the uh, could have been worse file? Then what's the story? Then then two kids of light f- choose to defeat dark guys, yeah, know? and and it goes to your lightsaber moment with with uh, with. Uh, Luke and Leia's Luke lightsaber. And Leia's it's a, it's this connection. Together. It's yeah. this big giant connection, and that's why at the end of the day it worked. Yeah, their story together. Yeah, I I could not agree more. I think it also just by by sort of pairing her against the villain, mm-hmm. like she she and Kylo are kind of these dual protagonists. Yeah. So, and I I do think Ben's story is is served well, mm-hmm. but it really elevates her to this is her movie, her, her movie, yeah. and making her sort of the absolute last is the crawl says, which I love the last hope of the Jedi instead of a new hope. Right. She is the last hope of the Jedi that it is truly her journey. Cause this is her demon specifically yeah. and personally. Yeah. Um, and the fact that uh, there's so many great little nuances in her actual back and forth with Palpatine. Yes. Uh, that, that he, uh, he, that great line of your master, Luke Skywalker was saved by his father but the only family you have here is me. me. Like trying to just use that mm-hmm. against her as a weapon, which mm-hmm. leads to that great moment of her sensing that Ben is there. Yeah. And that she isn't mm-hmm. alone, but also that she pushes back and she's gone on this journey of waiting for her parents to come back, mm-hmm. wanting to know who her parents is are. So she thinks that will unlock something. Kylo introduces this idea that they chose to be no one, mm-hmm. her parents, and she gets strength from them. Yeah. Because she thinks they didn't bend to your will. Yes. They tried to protect me and hide me and they sacrificed themselves for me. So actually I am getting inspiration from my no one parents. She sa- she says something specific to that. I have only seen it yeah. twice. I can't remember the quote. Yeah, she be, references. I, yeah. That. She says like they, you know, my parents weren't weak. They defied you. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Palpatine, mm-hmm. with all of his manipulations, he keeps trying different ones. Mm-hmm. And right at the end, he throws out like, you, a little scavenger girl, can't stop me. Mm-hmm. And it really does position that, like, yep, blood matters. Mm-hmm. Legacy and connection and found family and having other people to support you, mm-hmm. they all matter. But also, like, just these labels can be thrown around. 
mm-hmm. and Palpatine tries to shift it around from like, this is your destiny. You shall sit on, you are my progeny. You will be the Sith to, well, now you pissed me off and, and I'm going to insult you by calling you a scavenger girl from nowhere yeah. and trying to kind of like take it all away again, which, which, which reminds you that these, mm-hmm. we have this big buffet of options of what makes us who we are. Yeah. And some are undeniable like yeah. our blood, but that is not our destiny. Yeah. Choice is our destiny. And the fact that she's like, no, I, I chose yeah. the belonging. I, I, I thought was being a Jedi yeah. in the truest sense and being accepted by all of these Jedi who used to be like mean to a young scared boy because yeah. they were so afraid of the dark side. Yeah. So to have all them say, yeah, yeah, you're you're of Palpatine, but we believe in you because we see you. your heart. Yeah. You know, and I think that ties back to Leia when she when Ray says to Leia, uh, I'm gonna go mm. face Palpatine, find Exegol, and Leia says no. Mm-hmm. This was a scene that I really enjoyed rewatching yeah, no, back. Per- perfect, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, so why? Why well, would Leia say no? Because Leia is training her, mm-hmm. protecting her. Leia's having an Obi-Wan moment, and yeah. she feels bad that Ray maybe isn't ready for this terrible truth and this terrible burden. Yeah. But then Ray throws at her, I want to go with your blessing, but I'm going to go because it is what you would do. Yeah. And then Leia grants her the <laughs> lightsaber, saying basically like, uh, you, you, got, you got me. And then you go back to when you go forward to when Ray is talking to Luke and yeah. she says, if Leia knew I was a Palpatine, why did she train me? Yeah. And Luke was like, cause she saw your spirit, your heart. Yeah. You know, and there's that connection between Leia and Luke going, we know what it's like yeah. to be born of the darkness, quote unquote. Yeah. And we didn't, it doesn't define you. You don't have to choose Wait. that. Yeah. You just have to face fear, which, all Jedi All do. Jedi do. And you're afraid of yourself. And yeah. this horrible man is a manifestation of the worst possibility mm-hmm. of yourself. Right. And you can face it down and you can reject it. We'll be there for you. We got you. We got your back. We'll cheerlead while you do the work. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's your victory to yeah. have. Yeah. I, I, going back to that, I, I almost wanted Ray to be like, well, because I read Claudia Gray's Leia, <laughs> Princess of Alderaan, I know you run off without permission. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just went to Wobani. Uh, beautifully said. And, and it's not the final words that we're going to say, and I'm no, sure. And, no, and, and it doesn't mean uh, we hope uh, it provides a, a different perspective or a new understanding, but some of you still might be unsure or just plain don't like it on a on a deeper level, which I respect. Mm-hmm. I, I will, you know, I'll push back against the plot contrivance and lazy writing. I, I will fight that to the end of my days. Um, there's, but there's deeper issues at play and it definitely, her story in eight inspires so many people for different reasons. Story yeah. seven inspires people. So without a doubt, I want you out there to have a passionate connection to this character, yeah. even to the point of you're unsure of some of her, of the choices made for yeah. her in this as, as writers and directors. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So moving on, let's talk about Finn because that's been a big <laughs> thing with uh, not only his yeah. arc, but the specific, uh, very prominent setting up of he has something to tell Ray mm-hmm. and then the debate about whether what that is yeah. and whether or not it is adequately paid off. What are your initial thoughts? I would say it's not adequately paid off in the sense of everyone's still wondering. <laughs> <laughs> but going back, it's to me very clear in my mind. Um, I think at the time of recording, they may have seen something, maybe even our own Discord server that JJ Ooh. has confirmed 
um, that he was trying to tell her he's force sensitive. Now I'm not saying I have not seen the tweet or the email or okay. whatever went out. I, I, as we were recording and waiting for you to come over, I saw yeah. that. Um, so that aside, that maybe maybe the answer is out there. It's it's clear. It's clear what you pointed out. How Finn and Finn feeling like he knows what Leia sees too is like a very big like. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I think it is set up to be a misdirect that it's going to be. I love you. Love you. Right. Yeah. But there's a reason he doesn't want to talk about it in front of Poe because Poe's already a little impatient with mm-hmm. what is Ray training for? What are you waiting for? Yeah, Just yeah. come out and <laughs> Just do it. And yeah. Kick ass with us. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we see those moments again and again where Finn mm-hmm. senses that Kylo Ren yeah. is coming. He senses that uh, the command ship is their, the right way to go. He basically just tells Janna, yeah. I didn't believe in it at the time, but I believe the force led me to my right. family, to Poe and Finn and to what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, And then uh, the big one that he senses that Ray dies. Yeah. Um, and all of it is very like Leia's first steps into the force that we see mm-hmm. in the original trilogy yeah, of sensing things and having connection from afar yeah. and all those kind of things. Uh, and it's somebody, I honestly don't remember who was saying like, Hey, maybe, maybe Finn is even training with Leia. Mm. So to me that it's for sure I'm force sensitive. Yeah. But there's a part of me that wonders, is it that because he is force sensitive, he has sent something, he confirms something with Leia and yeah. he knows the truth of Ray, mm. because there's something about him. Of he's such a, he's such a kind person. He's such a friend yeah. that maybe Leia isn't at the point to tell Ray, but he really feels like Ray mm-hmm. deserves to know. Connects back to him being a kid stolen from he doesn't know where. Yeah, to he wants to tell her the truth. So I kind of go back and forth at this point with three viewings. If it's just, I I feel what you feel. I feel the force, right. and I know what it's like to try to figure it out. And Hey, yeah. I, I could, I could use some pointers some help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, master. Yeah. Uh, or is it specifically like, I know what you're going through because I know yeah. that you're a Palpatine. Yeah. Cause there's that one exchange where he's like, that's not like you, right? When she's like, I'm going to go <laughs> kill him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go destroy not, him. That's like not that's, like that's, that's not, not like, you. like you. Yeah. And that specific exchange between Finn and Poe, which, mm-hmm. which is great to have them have some conflict of, yeah, you know, like I know what she's going through, you know, and, right. and so does Leia. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the very specific connective thread to me. Yeah, it yeah, like, and so does three PO. It's yeah, it's so we, it seems like a lot of viewers mm. figured out, intuited, yeah, uh, it's answers in this general realm, but certainly the the yeah. force sensitive. Yeah, do you feel it should have paid off more specifically of having a scene of? I don't, I don't need him lifting rocks. I don't need him this that, and that may come. Like I don't, I don't know if he is Donnie Yen Maz Kanata force sensitive. Is he Lor Santeca just attends the church, or is <laughs> it, is it the beginnings of a Jedi who, who was taken so young that this was not discovered, and then he just yeah. felt this along the way? Not unlike Ray, it could be any of an. I'd be I, I'd be happy with. Uh, you know, episode 10, we finally get, and he's master Finn. I, yeah. I, I have no problem with that. I like that a lot. I don't think it needs to pay off like that. I just, it's come up enough. That's when I came out of the first screen, I got cornered by a couple of people. And I had a, you know, pretty tense exchange where I was crying. I said, I don't want to hear your opinions right now. <laughs> and they gave me their opinions. And that was the first thing that came up on both, both occasions of just like, what it was Finn trying to say. And I'm like, of all the things we just saw, that's what you're worried about, number one. But two, all right, so maybe maybe that makes me feel like enough people have asked it that maybe he could have had that moment with her. 
at the end of the movie. But it just I don't think you need it because I do love storytelling that just makes you go, hey, maybe you have a question. Yeah. And maybe you can have the answer yourself because we've kind of answered it. You have to discover it. I do like that choice as storytellers. So I, I, I that's only, it's just this, it's come up enough to where I'm like, maybe they should have just answered it so I don't have this conversation at parties anymore. And that's just me being grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah. Maybe it was left off. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe we'll see the cut scene someday of yeah. uh, Ray and Finn floating some rocks right. together. Who knows? Right. Um, mm-hmm. How did you feel about him making the choice? He, he and Jan in particular saying, we have to destroy this command ship. Right. This is because it was, you know, interesting with Rose kind of in that same yeah. spot of like, you need to live. That's what's most important. Yeah. Not taking down the first order. Yeah. But he, but he's very adamant of this has to be this way. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I could see, I can see that little bit of feeling again, much like say Poe at the end of last Jedi Poe in this one, a little bit of like, well, I thought we learned this lesson. I understand that. I understand the critique. Um, I also think there's sometimes just differences in the stakes yeah. in real life. And just like, yeah, you, we shouldn't do that here, but now's the time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe it's a little different take. Um, maybe then it was like, we need to get out the back of this cave. That's more important. And now it is, we are all going to die. Yeah. And yes, I get there's very, you're going to die on crate too, but you know what I mean? They're just, yeah. there's some just, maybe you should have some, just look at it from a real world perspective or just take it for what it is. But yes, I just, particularly with the Rose character. Like, yeah. It's almost like I wanted Rose could have said, man, I thought I told you. <laughs> yeah. And I think it is, you know, it can be a bummer if you were hoping for more dynamic between yes. Finn and Rose. And, and certainly if you interpret it as kind of a rejection of the epiphany that Rose had. Yeah. Uh, but I can also interpret it as save what you love from Finn and Janet's perspective of. Yeah. We're, now, now that we're really bonding and we're seeing how many of us there are. Yeah who had this intuition, this feeling, maybe it's the force for all of them to say, no, we mm-hmm. won't kill for you. Right. They have to be stopped because mm-hmm. they're going to keep doing to other children. We even hear it in the movie of like, we're going to have to, ha- yeah. whatever it is, harvest more of the harvest, galaxy's yeah. young. For me, there is a little bit of like, we know more than anyone else why this has to stop, why they have to end. Right. I, I, I don't know. My mind, while you're talking, goes to, you know, they they were willing and needy and they needed to sacrifice 3PO from a certain point of view to make this happen, yeah. right? And they could have easily been like, well, we love 3PO. Let's keep him alive and find another way. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> and I think just sometimes that's what it calls for. But it's it's a very it's a very fair question. Yeah. Along those lines, let's uh let's tackle this uh big one. Uh does the movie support or conflict with The Last Jedi? <laughs> supports it in so many ways yeah. that I'm confused people see otherwise. I, you know, I, I think there is a... I understand that this is an incredibly unique uh, storytelling uh-huh. thing uh, if you're looking at the story behind the story. Right. Where you know J.J. Abrams kind of took it. Yeah. And then Ryan Johnson played, played around with it. They communicated. Yeah. Whatever. And then people had two years to get attached to certain ideas. Mm-hmm. And from a certain point of view, the no, no one answer totally changed. Yeah. Great. But then we also focus on like some surface level things. And I think if you focus on early beats of The Last Jedi, yeah. Rise of Skywalker doesn't match. Mm. But as you and I have been going on about for two years, The mm. Last Jedi is a trip through doubt to reconfirmation of a ton of Star Wars values. Right. And yeah. this, I think, lines up with where The Last Jedi ended. Mm-hmm. 
um, in lots of ways, but what, what are your specific well, takes on it? You know, so we'll start with what I think, uh, I see the big one is the Luke and the lightsaber line. Yeah. I'm just sorry. It's just not, if you're taking that as them, um, uh, crapping on Luke, tossing the lightsaber over his shoulder, you're not seeing it right. I'm just going to come out and say it from a real, uh, judge banging a gavel kind of way. <laughs> it's not, it's, if you read every interview with Chris Terrio, uh, the respect they have for the Kylo and Ray stuff in Last Jedi and a lot of things, I just thought it was a confirmation. It was it was him going. I should have done this when you came to me. I didn't. I failed. I learned. I did what I did, and now you're trying to do the same thing, and I'm not going to let you. I learned it. Luke's saying I learned it. Yeah, and I thought it was great. That was great. I, yeah, I absolutely love catching the lightsaber, and I understand on a super surface level, yeah. especially if you were like, eh, I don't like it when he just tosses it aside, catching it, yeah. I can understand on a surface level. But what's going on is in The Last Jedi, she offers him the lightsaber multiple, multiple times. times. He doesn't take it as a symbol. When he has come around at the end of The Last Jedi, he could have force projected himself onto crate with his green lightsaber. Yeah. He chose that lightsaber mm-hmm. is a symbol of I was wrong. I need to confront my fear. Yeah. The Jedi should continue. Your right to believe in us yeah. it is an inspiring legend as well as real people. I will ignite the blue. Yes. <laughs> and that he's just reaffirming it by catching it and saying, I was wrong. Exactly. Yeah. As you're saying. And I love his delivery on there's the line of like, that's no way to treat a Jedi. Yeah, weapon well, is great. But then the, what are you doing? doing? It's great yeah. to see a little bit of that kind of older, grumpier Luke that we saw, yeah. but expressing himself in that grumpy tone, but for the sake of positivity. Yeah. And then everything, every line he says is important to the themes, but in particular, the big idea of uh, Luke learned in The Last Jedi that failure is a lesson. Mm-hmm. And so he's just passing it on to her and going, hey, I learned yeah. that I came here out of fear. Mm-hmm. Don't do what I did. Yeah. Because we can learn from it. Yeah. We, why don't you learn from my mistake instead of just making it again? And I, and I thought with the burning TIE fighter, there was a, there's a, you know, kind of a beautiful parallel to the burning Jedi tree that Yoda and him yeah. was sitting in front of maybe not exact shots, but just the same kind of concept. And that's just, a, that's just a big one. Uh, I also, I also think the things of just like, uh, of you don't, the, they took the force connection, yes. the Skype calls, and they just built on it in this wonderful way. And you just don't, you don't have that. You know, yeah. you don't have that if, if if Ryan didn't do that in Last Jedi. Yeah, this beautiful idea that they are so connected that not only are they, their minds permanently bridged, yeah. uh, but that they can actually, yeah, manipulate actual space and, and right. pass objects back and forth. And that whole big force dyad, we'll spend some more time talking about that. But yeah. that really reinforces the this idea of what does attachment mean? Yeah. You know, it's such a big star Wars theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's, there's a lot of other little things. I, I just, and if I, I wonder sometimes too, and, and look, I've, I, I know we've talked about it here. Sometimes I blurt out things I've heard at parties and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and other shows. This becomes a focal point of the discussion of star Wars, which is the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And I'm fascinated by it too. I've said that before. I love hearing some of it. Um, just think about this. If you didn't know that someone out there thinks JJ hates Ryan or that uh, they did this and this and Kathy hates this and the story group hates this, if you didn't know any of that, would you think this movie was an F you to The Last Jedi? I don't know if you would as much. 
Maybe yeah. you would on some surface levels, but I think we're so in tune to this be inside baseball locker room kind of discussions on things that it bleeds into your real world appreciation of this stuff Yeah, and puts things maybe that aren't necessarily there. Yeah. And also it doesn't matter if JJ and Ryan hate each other. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Cause look what they've done. They're two professionals. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the other things that grabbed me is like just really take the take my hand moment being such a big deal mm-hmm. that is continued into mm-hmm. uh, this moment. This is a smaller thing, but we, the fact that in The Last Jedi, we see the beginning of the level of connection mm-hmm. between them that objects could kind of move through space. Yep. And Kylo gets some of the rain from yep. Octo on his face. Mm-hmm. Not only is that that connection, but there's so much in Last Jedi that goes into Rise of Skywalker about water is imagery mm-hmm. in their relationship and mm-hmm. kind of some Star yeah. Wars poetry where there's so much in Revenge of the Sith that's about fire and lava. Yeah. And in The Last Jedi and in Rise of Skywalker, water. those big, yeah, all of that kind of just, they're constantly yeah. surrounded by snow and mm-hmm. water and all of these interesting ideas about how water is a symbol of both life, mm. but it's, also death are you drowning in it or is it a baptism yeah you know and it feels sometimes in their relationship like she is being plunged into the cold depths yeah but then by the time he throws his lightsaber away it feels like he's being yeah brought back to life he's being baptized Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. in this sea it yeah great great stuff there um on on all of that yeah um yeah and i think just um validation of the the jedi yeah in general yeah and, yeah, and that Ray wins through using the sabers as defense and just throwing the hatred back. Yeah, it connects to all that. It build, I, I really think it builds on Last Jedi. The the interview of of JJ saying it's like a pendulum swinging, and and that's exactly how it worked to me. Yeah, it really set up. I, I've said I've said this. I guess I'll just say that the sequel trilogy. Someone asked me what what do I think about it and where does it rank and and why I love it. I'm like Force Awakens is this pop song that comes along and it's in your car and it's on the radio and you're like I've heard this before. No, it's new and you tap your fingers and you're singing along uh, and it's in your heart already. But it's simple and it's sweet and then and then you love this artist and then the, the next album comes out and it's this acoustic album and you want <laughs> it to rock out and they're like no 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 I need you to sit down for a second and hear something. Uh, I remember one of my friends break it down a little bit. Yeah, went to a Bruce Springsteen concert and before he got up there with an acoustic guitar and said, I do not want anyone to clap or talk until this is done. <laughs> That's the last Jedi to me. This movie is rock and roll hall of fame ceremony where all the musicians you love are on stage and they're rocking out and you're feeling it and it's nostalgia, but it's moving you in the moment, not just because you liked them years ago. And that's what this, each one of these movies builds on each other in that way. That's a great, uh, DJ's analysis. (laughs) Yeah. We got, we got sports and weather coming up after this here in four center. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker is, it's like this great song that, you know, but they're doing it entirely different in concert. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So amazing. Uh, I, the last thing I will say about the last Jedi comparisons, I did read highlights of some JJ talk. I think he was, he was at a screening. Okay. And he said some very Zen, very Jedi stuff mm. of, I, cause people ask about their reception mm-hmm. and he said, I hear a lot of mm. the criticisms and concerns and those people are absolutely right. Mm. And the people who loved it are also absolutely right. And he said, the only thing I'm going to push back on, the only thing I'm going to say, no, you're wrong. And I'm paraphrasing is we love Ryan Johnson. We love the last Jedi. We wouldn't have been able to accomplish the things that we wanted to accomplish in this movie without it. 
That's so, that's yep. Wonderful. Yep. So that's that's the uh, the big fight there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, just a, just a little bit more, and we'll we'll wrap up soon, so yeah. we can have time to maybe record other things too. Yeah. Um, we normally do a deep dive into the major themes. I want to touch on them lightly because okay. we've talked about uh, a lot of them, right. but I want to kind of highlight them because I feel like if people really go in, not just looking at the plot beats, not just going being totally distracted by mm-hmm. how she produced offspring, yeah, which yeah. is a distracting image and thought. And uh, Fun to think about. We have talked about the Sheev sex math uh, at parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of bands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think there's a very large theme throughout of you can always choose who you are through your actions mm-hmm. at any moment, regardless of what you've done before, regardless of your heritage, even regardless of your age. Yes. We get that great moment with Lando saying, my flying days are done. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And say, give Leia my love. Say, yeah. you, you give it to Leia yourself, which is a hell of a line. It's an awkward line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, for me, you know, I, I, I saw this theme in Ray totally define the Palpatine heritage mm-hmm. and then also making this separate choice to say, I want to be a Skywalker. Yeah. That is who I want to be. I choose to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ben Solo mm-hmm. turning back despite the horrors of his crime. We talked a mm-hmm. lot about redemption right yeah, yeah and the the star wars story of at any moment you can make a better choice it doesn't erase what you did before yeah it's not like hey all's forgiven let's throw you a party but mm. it's never too late to make a better choice right um uh other other thoughts on that oh i loved i wanted to highlight this joke pose jo- joke which is oh, yeah, yeah. really really funny on a uh, jimmy uh, mm. where they find out he's a spice runner. He's yeah. Like, oh, were you a stormtrooper? Oh, were you a scavenger? We can do this all night. Yeah. It's very funny, but it also highlights mm-hmm. we've all, we all have different versions of our identity or our past where you could be just identified is the worst yes. thing that you did. Yes. But look, we're all here now. Yeah. Fighting for the light together. Yeah. Yeah. That I lo- love a lot of what you're talking about here. Uh, you know, it, it's it's how you look at it. You, you, you and I have had conversations uh, off air for sure. And I think you mentioned on air just like who's Anakin? Is he is he just a slave boy or is he the chosen one? Both are true. And uh, Luke is a farm boy. He's also the son of the both yeah. are true. And and so Poe's joke made me think specifically of that. Yeah. It is such a great insightful using humor to, to really cut to the core of things. Love that. We've talked a lot about the, the Ray one there. Uh, ben solo I, I love it's it's heartbreaking when he's like we can't i can't go back it's heartbreaking yeah you know and it made me really buy into it because there's part of me i love the throne room in last jedi because of he becomes kylo ren i love the rebuilding of the mask all those things so i was i was like i think redemption's gonna happen man wouldn't what if he just stayed the bad guy doesn't make sense in my mind but maybe that was the moment that where i really started it was like not only is this gonna happen i'm in on it yeah like i'm here because he's like you hear the pain and when she says, I see the cracks through the mask, yeah. all those kind of things, you highlighted it. And, and I saw it the, uh, I had these notes going into my second viewing and I was like, man, you're so right. I kind of, you know, saw it registered, but didn't ruminate on it enough. Is, 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 is Lando literally, uh, my flying days are done and yeah. he's, he's flying back in. And, and that is also, we can fall, we can, you out there listening can put yourself, if you're not careful into a category, I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. I came from this. I don't have the money. I do have too much. We all can put ourselves there. And this movie is telling you, you still get to make those choices. And it's what you and I have been hammering in of, 
Destiny and Star Wars particularly is getting you to the point of choice. Yeah. And then you play Battlefront 2 and Luke says, <laughs> make the choice to be better. That's what we strive for. And yeah. that's fear in that. And we're going to get into some fear stuff. It's all there. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. While we're talking about Ben, I think we probably should address because we haven't. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the last moments of Ben Solo that he sacrifices himself to give Ray life. I, I, I loved it. Uh, I have had a thought of like, hey, what if we do a different thing where he's redeemed, but he has to live with his sins and deal with it publicly? You know, but what are you going to do? You have a, a th- fourth act of a movie where he goes around apologizing to everybody. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work. This is mythic storytelling. And I love the the thing about the Vader thing is I, I don't understand. Well, I do understand. We've just gotten to this movie talk as sports talk point of life where you know, you don't care about Vader's resume of evil deeds. You just care about the lesson and redemption and that despite whatever you are, you can still make the choice to be better. And it's just the same with Kylo. And that's how it should be in Star Wars. And I'm fine with it. Yeah. His death. I, I love that. He does not say one more word other than, oh, ouch. Yeah. And some tears and some laughter. You don't hear anything else from him the rest of the movie. And just I think from his beautiful eyes. And Adam Driver does not need words to tell a story. And it works so well. Yeah. Yeah, I I really loved it because I think it really paid off to themes and ideas of how the Force works and what a Jedi is. Mm-hmm. And this ties back to things that Lucas has really developed in the prequels and in the Clone Wars and really has deep respect for that. That idea that the dark side is greed and power and wanting more. And yeah. that's how Palpatine tries to hook him at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give you more. Yes. That's, that's all you have now is wanting more. You can never be satisfied. That's mm-hmm. what the dark side is. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you even more ships and even more evil and even more power. Yeah. And, you know, from the outside, you can be like, so? He's got more ships. But that's the sickness that's the disease. of the dark side. You just want more. Mm-hmm. Nobody can take anything from you. Yeah. So the opposite of that is to be entirely selfless. Yeah. In the story of how you become one with the Force in a way that you retain your identity and, and disappear into the Force yeah. has been you face your darkest self and you give of yourself selflessly. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what, what Ben does. He faces Kylo Ren manages to choose to walk away from it, Mm -hmm. stands up to his fear. Yeah. Doesn't give into his anger with Palpatine and then gives of himself Mm -hmm. just so that Ray can live. Yeah. And to me, it's just like, it's, it is exactly and and what I really liked about it, because as he was healing her, it's like, that's great. And this is weird, but I was like, thinking in my head, Kiss was great. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. But I was thinking, like, he's got to die. He's got to die. He's got to die. Because we've built in the prequels mm-hmm. and in The Last Jedi, like, that there is a cycle to life. Mm-hmm. And that there's natural balance in the force of the sadness of death. Yeah. And Yoda saying, you know, don't mourn for people. They become one yeah. with the force that death is natural. He says it in uh, Return of the Jedi. And then the discussion of what the cycle of life is in The Last Jedi when Rey is sensing the force around the uh, the island of mm-hmm. uh, death that brings new life. So I was yeah. just so happy that it stayed true to these deep spiritual ideas mm-hmm. of there's a part of me that's like, oh, it'd be great if they could just live. And that yeah. last shot could be them staring at the sunset right, right. together. There's a there's a part of me that's enough of a Raylo that want, yeah, yeah, would yeah. be cool with that. Yeah. But I just love that it adhered to these big picture yeah. ideas of I am going to give of myself. And that's also what makes the force heal power work of like uh-huh. if I give my entire life to you, right. that's literally what I'm doing. Yeah. Is it's my life and it's 
natural because mm-hmm. I am I am dying so you can live. Yeah. It's a cycle. I, I thought like what you just they really understood the the greed and the power to pull the dark side. They really got some of those deep themes. I, I really trust again the interviews with Terry really excited me coming in. I think he understands this stuff. And then I thought, okay, some of the force powers are, are new levels, and and I have no pro- obviously no problem learning new force powers. But like, wow, we're going to just different spots. Yeah. Uh, so I get it, but then I, I love, there's this weird kind of, uh, not too clear poetry. I don't even know if it's completely intentionally baked in, I'll be honest, but Palpatine gets Anakin with the, you're so obsessed and, and with, with, with attachment that I will teach you the power to, to save lives. Mm-hmm. And that will, and that turns you to the dark side. Well, what, what, what in the end is we used the power to save lives. And it's this. It's Kylo using that power to give himself up to not be attached to her, to not be attached to him. He gives himself up in life. It is almost like he takes Palpatine's lesson and and as a final nail in his coffin. And I just thought there was some beautiful play there. Yeah, it's 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 the idea of cheating death versus mm-hmm. giving your yeah. life. And like, great, you can hook yourself up to a claw machine and have a bunch of weirdos in masks <laughs> pump ambiguous fluids in yeah. you and you can cheat death and you can try to steal it from other people. Yeah. And that is all unnatural in the healing power represents Ray's kindness, her instinct Mm -hmm. to just help and, and to see Ben follow through on that and say, this is, I'm not cheating anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm paying the life price (laughs) to get close to a game of Thrones reference. Okay. Sorry. Yes. yes. No, it's Uh, great. It's great. It's great stuff. uh, You are not alone. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is, this is so, so explicit and so clear, but I love how many different, ways it's reflected and how many different kinds of relationships it's reflected in. It's in like little intimate one-to-one moments. It's in the entire galaxy. We, the people, there's more of us Uh than you. So many different ways that it uh, pops for me, um, you know, between Zori giving Poe having clearly kind of walked away and left them alone Yep, to join a new family, but she forgives him and, you know, shows him that he's not alone. He's even got little Babu Frick, uh, <laughs> Finn and Jana, finding out that they are not alone in that experience. That Lando and Jana moment we already talked about. Yeah. Uh, Ray and Ben, yeah. Ray and the Jedi, the whole idea of the dyad as attachment. It just kind of goes on and on yeah. the ways in which this idea is is reinforced. On and on. And, and it is a one of those you don't have to be a scholar to get type no. of things. And that's what's beautiful it's about it. It's right there on the surface. It's and it constant. just constant. Even yeah. with them bickering at the beginning, they got to come together. And, and yeah. Palpatine saying you're coming together. We'll be here and doing all those kind of things and the power of it. That's why that is why I think that Lando, the two Lando moments. I mean, God bless it. Billy D's got some important moments in this movie for him to be like, Han, Luke, we had each other. It's powerful. Yep. Very powerful. Yep. Makes the original trilogy just pop for me. Yeah. And the way he's Lando's the one who insisted that Han will get that shield down. Yeah. That faith yes. in him. Yes. Yeah. Faith in, uh, and, and the faith in your friends, you know, and that wasn't a weakness. Um, and then to add the, the, the coming back, there's more. Yeah. But yeah, Pope, there's more of us than them. Like really drove. It's the big title uh, of, of the themes there. The big thesis statement. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Just a couple more as we wrap up. Uh, fear. I loved that. You mean that's been present in the original trilogy with Yoda saying, you know, Luke saying, I'm not afraid you will be, you will be, yeah. uh, obviously huge, huge, uh, emphasis on it in the prequel trilogy with yeah. fear being what the Jedi feared in Anakin. Uh, so I love centering it and just saying that's the real journey. Like, yep, you can train, you can read ancient books. Maybe you learn force healing from reading ancient books. Yeah. Um, but fear 
confronting fears the destiny of a Jedi. And that idea of like, that's what these Jedi trials are about. That's what everything is about is what are you most afraid of? Yeah. And can you get past it? Side note. Uh, Ray uses the books that were presented in The Last Jedi. Which, there's right, another right, connection there's to huge, the movie. Huge, huge connection. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Side note. Yeah. No, yeah. Huge, yeah, yeah, huge yeah. amazing, important connection. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I think Ray confronting her fear mm-hmm. is, is all very clear. I think Ben is. Did you, did you feel like the other characters were confronting specific fears as well? Oh, definitely along the way. The fear, just base level fear of you're in action, you're fighting, of base level fear of, of, uh, Jenna has some fear of being alone, being also just when she connects with Finn too, she's, she's obviously got a bunch of other people who were stormtroopers, but just her, her, her soul popping of like outside of us on this planet, this happened to it's the kind and Finn feels it too. It's a great moment for me. Uh, Poe's fears. I thought, I thought, you know, Oscar Isaac is so, so great too. I mean, I said, Adam driver's the best actor in star Wars. Oscar Isaac's right there to watch him dance in ex machina. Come on. Um, I thought he, I thought he really played that fear in the cockpit well of just, and so that fear of just what you described earlier, I, the, it's the worst thing as a, as a leader, right? Yeah. I led my people, my, my employees, my teammates, whatever, to this point, and it didn't work and we're losing. And that's a fear any leader will have and have that fear realized in his face and have it conquered yeah. uh, and, and how he's actually didn't need to worry about it. He already inspired, you know, like there's yeah. all those things. And it's so great because Palpatine pulls that specific string, which is a, a nuanced difference from Return of the Jedi, where he mm-hmm. says to Ray, mm-hmm. you brought them here. You oh, led them here, you. which is thank again, you. like a great, like, yes. like Pal- from Palpatine's perspective, attachment is weakness. Yeah. The two of them being together so he can suck their force dyad power mm. is weakness. Yeah. To them being together is strength. Yeah. Ray having her friends above is strength. Yeah, yeah. Great, great pull. I, I love that he put that in her face. Yeah, yeah. He tries to make her own it. Yeah. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to say about fear, which is a, like a fun big picture level Star Wars thing where you kind of have to pull back and, and, and forget necessarily the way we see the movies, but think about the way somebody in the galaxy would experience the events. Yeah. Is Palpatine's shtick has always been, well, I got a little scarred by the Jedi. Now, in fact, forget it, and I'll have a hologram of me being healthy. This is legitimate government. Mm -hmm. Too bad we had to build a big death ball, but insurgents keep trying to take down the legitimate government. Mm -hmm. Now, suddenly, the entire galaxy is saying, mask ripped off. The Sith want revenge. That's like in our real world, if like some weird cult yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah yeah. you know every dan brown novel you've read it's true <laughs> and we have the we are a weird cult and it's yes, it's it as turns if, out washington dc is arranged to be this power it turns out washington dc is run by the lizard people exactly and we've got to fight them now the lizard people thank you that's exactly what it's like if we if the entire everybody on their phone got a message from the king of the lizard people and he says surrender or die i'm yeah. going to kill you all in 16 hours unless you bow down to me that's a different kind of fear and i think it informs why yeah the people are like uh, uh, okay lando and we, Chewie. we were ready to fight the first order but now you got sith yeah. you got weird creepy lizard people yeah, and you have kent brockman going i for one praise our new lizard <laughs> overlords yes uh and if, uh, on that note a fun detail i wanted to uh to share i'm sure a lot of people heard this there was that Fortnite event star mm-hmm. wars event which I, I did not I, go to. I yeah. ignored because yeah. I didn't want to know things. So it turns out the message that Palpatine allegedly sent the galaxy mm-hmm. 
it was in this Fortnite event. Right, right. Yeah, I've so, since gone back and watched it, but please, okay, you yeah. got it, you got it. At last, the work of generations is complete. The great error is corrected. The day of victory is at hand. The day of revenge. The day of the Sith. Imagine just hearing that. Yeah. Terrifying. And so it was Ian McDiarmid, right? So they had that. So that's interesting that it was uh, uh, yeah. I think they probably, probably cut. Just, yeah, shuffled around. And to, they're like, what are we going to do with this? Yeah, put it in Fortnite. <laughs> Strange. Weird times we're in. But story yes. behind the story. Yes. Uh, last sort of theme I, I wanted to share, highlight, uh, or make sure to hear your thoughts on is the idea of respect for the side characters. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. Uh, I, one of my favorite lines is Ray asking 3PO, you know the odds better than mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, finally somebody wants to hear the odds. Yeah. And they add up to 3PO having to be brave. Yeah. Beautiful. Of course, Ma's giving Chewie the medal. R2 uh, backing yeah. up 3PO. Which is great. Uh, yeah, I, I think we got, I, I think I know where there's all this constant line of, hey, poor R2's been pushed to the side. And de- look, definitely Force Awakens. Uh, I think he's in some key moments. I mean, he has one of the key moments in Last Jedi with Luke on the Falcon. So I'll take yeah. that with R2. I, th- I, got, I got enough R2 with this one for me. Uh, I love him getting excited and recognizing Luke's X-Wing. Yeah. I think that's cool. So, uh, but yeah, um, I, I have no problem with him uh, giving the memory back. I love the, I'm going on Mistress Ray's first mission. I'm like, what is that? What is that? Um, chewing the metal. So that has gotten me twice now. Yeah. Uh, we're talking the first time and you were sitting behind me in the screen. I don't know if you could hear my jaw shaking. <laughs> I was crying. I was crying. I was crying. And that final, just, it's this one, it's the icing of, of emotions on the cake here of Maz doing that. And I'm bawling. Now here's the thing. I am steeped in new Canon. So I know that Chewie has received his, his medal. It's yeah. in the Chewie comic that, that is to me, Han's medal in my mind. Yeah. It is taken because I've had people text me who aren't in it and they're like, what's so great. Chewie got his middle and I'm not taking that away from no, him. I am not going. Well, actually in issue three of the five issue Chewie run, which is a weird bat boop, crazy comic. It is. He has his medal. Um, it works on that level. And then it works on this other level of Ma saying, Hey, Han and Leia are dead. Here's Han's medal. Carry it with you. Carry it back to Mala and Lumpy, back to your planet, and it's with yours and it's with you. So it works on two levels, and that's yeah. why it gets me. And there's some business in that Force Collector book about why Maz specifically has a medal. Yes. So it is a little set up. But yeah, you're right. The, it, the emotional thing of it is matters is like, I saw what you did. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it, I, if yes. people are going back to see it more than once, there's that great final shot of the big party mm-hmm. and Ray and Finn and Poe are hugging in the center. But in the background, uh, Chewie is talking to 3PO and R2 and Chewie is showing 3PO yes. and R2 his medal. And I'm almost going to cry on <laughs> air to just the journey that we've been on with these characters that yeah. they know each other that well. And Chewie's like, I got it. I got it. I got, I got it, it, guys. Got oh, it's great. It's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to save this for another time, mm-hmm. uh, but I had make, made some notes uh, mm-hmm. that if, if one wanted to be cynical, you could say a lot of questions were left unanswered in this movie. If you wanted to go toward the light, there's a great tradition of Star Wars of uh, storytelling possibilities being opened up. And there are just so many. The, yeah. w- the exact details of Palpatine, Palpatine's survival, mm-hmm. the exact nature of what's going on with Snoke, which is, which is beginning to be addressed in that uh 
Rise of Kylo Ren comic. Yes, I read the first issue. Yes, yes, of. it was. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, so okay, yeah. that that stuff's already coming. More about Ray's parents. Uh, the Sith in the stands. Are mm-hmm. they native from Exegol? Are they spirits? Yeah. Are they who? Are they machinations? Uh, and hundreds images, of yeah. of clones of Palpatine. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, more about Poe's past. Uh, Lando right. and Luke treasure hunting. Uh, is Ray gonna moisture farm? All that stuff. <laughs> I think those are. It's so fun to think about which ones do we want, and we're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna talk about yeah, we'll talk where, where, and when we might hear yeah. those stories. It's, and and to the, I, I just, I just to feel as though you need everything explained or answered. I God bless you if you watch it that way and watch Star Wars that way. Star Wars is not that. It's yeah. never been that. No, it's I mean, there's been, been lots of like, how did they do that? Where did they get yeah. that? What What are the Clone Wars? We'll tell you sometime. Yeah. Trust us. Or give us a few yeah. decades to tell you about those yeah. Clone Wars, but they sound cool, don't they? Yeah. Um. All right. Mm. Any final details that you want to talk about? Uh, again, these are our first steps into talking about Rise yeah, of Skywalker. Other than this movie surprised me of how much I liked it, meaning like it, it can be, you know, uh, Two Towers is my favorite of Lord of the Ring movies, Love Return of the King. But you get your answers. I, I love Game of Thrones, but, you know, when I start getting answers, I love them all, accept them all. But even like, all right, I'm, I'm a big Sir Jorah guy. Oh, okay, uh, he got healed fast and all these things. Like, I can fall into that category, too, of, all right, this is the end, and it wasn't what I expected, or what what, what did I want more of? And so even this movie exceeded my expectations. Uh, I can explain all the reasons I, I love it, but what I, what I just can't explain is how much I moved by it and inspired by it. Uh, Last Jedi made me think, made me reevaluate what I viewed things in Star Wars, what, how, how heroes are treated and viewed, and what is a hero, all those things. Force Awakens was this, we're back, baby. This one just inspired me in ways. I, uh, last night's hearing the it's not a Navy, it's people made me ball. Yeah. And I don't know where that came from yet. You know what I mean? Like, I know why I know this, but yeah. I'm like, that's not But what in that, you did it touch? What in me did it touch? Yeah. And this movie did that to me many times, and I, I know it didn't uh, to some people, and I know it had to. It has done it to a lot of people. That's my final thought in the movie for now. Yeah, that that's great. I will echo some of those thoughts, but just with the, the real specifics of mm-hmm. reflecting on what Star mm-hmm. Wars has given me my entire life from where I am now, where I get to be a part of this community and with you and Jennifer and friends at party really get into it and, and dissect it in an emotional way and in an analytical way and, and be moved by the big themes. But then also attaching back to myself as a kid where I couldn't articulate those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just felt them. And I just knew that I didn't worry about where do force powers come from? Are they part of a bloodline? Do you get them randomly? All yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. the canon of, of force. I just attach powerfully to the idea of you have a destiny. You can have power if you choose it and wanting to have a lightsaber, mm-hmm. the thrill of wanting to be Luke Skywalker. And there's, there's a problem or someone mm-hmm. needs help and yeah. you turn on. And I felt all levels of those things mm-hmm. at the end of this film. It's why it gets me so mm-hmm. much because it is all the ideas that the sequel trilogy has wrestled yeah. with. Ray learned from her past. She needs the Skywalker mm-hmm. lineage and connection, but it's also time to let the past go mm-hmm. and move towards the future. So she buries the lightsabers, but the spirits are still there. Mm-hmm. And the childlike thrill that I have not fully felt mm-hmm. Ray has her own new mm-hmm. saber that she built that is based entirely on her identity mm-hmm. out of her childhood, out of her own staff 
with her own color in the cool sideways flick that yes. we've never seen before in that yellow blade knights, mm. the blade that means mm. defense, yeah. the temple guard, the I will guard the legacy of the Jedi color. Right. All of those ideas hit me in an intellectual way and made me feel like an absolute child again. Mm. We're just like, just like I wanted to be Luke Skywalker. I had that moment of like, I want to be like Ray mm-hmm. and I want to have my blade that means yeah. all of these things. And I want to talk about star Wars and think about star Wars. And I want to just go have a lightsaber and swing it around like an idiot. Yes. It's fun. Cause it's fun. And it just captured all of those things in that one closing scene. Uh, Rebuttal. No, um, at a moment, because this is our final thoughts, we'll move on to some questions. Well, you described it to to one of my friends going into it. She's not a huge Star Wars fan, and her and her husband are real, real close friends of mine. And uh, I'll leave their names out so you don't tweet them. Um, she was hearing some of the bad stuff, and she kind of got spoiled on one, two things, and one or, one or two things. Actually deleted some friends from Facebook oh, for spoiling wow. some stuff, which uh, I understand. Um, she just wrote me, and she goes, yeah, I need to hear, like, what would you feel? And I said, Hey, I, it's bonkers. It's crazy. And I, I cried, but they had recently gone to galaxy's edge, which I still have not had the chance to go. And then you have, you have a chance to go, but, um, they being, they went with a couple other friends of ours, this group, and none, not one of the four that went are huge star Wars fans, but yeah. they needed to go. Right. And they love going to Disneyland. We'll they all, I talked to all uh, three of the four are like, I've never felt star Wars. Like I have there at Batu. I've never felt it before. I suddenly got something. Wow. So I texted her and she, she goes, what should I be ready for going on this movie? And I said, you need to open your heart and you need to remember, Batu. you need to go in and just that feeling you felt that's in this movie if you want it, yeah. if you feel it, if you can connect to it. And she has now seen the movie two times and bawled her eyes out all, all the <laughs> times. And it's great. And I, I think in listening to what you're describing, it is it is there. Yeah. It is there. It is the power of Ray mm. Skywalker. Ray Skywalker. Love it. Love it. All right. So more to uh, come yeah. on the show, but more to come on this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. We're just scratching the surface, but we do have some questions and we're going to our friends and family of you out there, our four center listeners. You're our found family from Facebook. Our first question is Luke Norm. Hey, what was your favorite new character? Babu Frick, Dio or Claude? Uh, you gave us a choice. There's a lot of other choices, but out of those three, do you have a choice there? Oh man. I, I think Babu Frick, uh, narrowly, uh, is my favorite cause he's just, he just brings, mm. he's bringing the crowd together. He is the the that like I said that tone deaf cheer of mm-hmm. uh, and then that that he's there with Zori Bliss is great. Yeah. Uh, I love Dio too uh, yeah. in what he symbolizes. We talked about. We didn't get a chance to talk about Claude. Claude's yes. got some great comedy moments. He does he, in that first light uh, hyperspace skipping mm-hmm. scene. He uh, keeps screaming, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. The first yes. thing he said to him is, "Did you fix that yet?" And I was like. Is he fixing it with his eyes? <laughs> eyes does he, he, some does some appendage shoot out? Like yeah, a, and he just so goes. Claude, Claude, Claude's pretty great. Oh, throw this out real quick. Another last Jedi bit of respect. Uh-huh. In that opening scene with uh, Poe on the Falcon, mm-hmm. the ties are following them through hyperspace yeah. because they can all the time. Yes, because of the plot of Last Jedi. Right. Anyway, yes. Your favorite of these characters. Um, Gosh, they're all great. I do love what we got a clip. Babu Frick, it just because it, it, it's United Way. Like I've I've talked to some people who are like ah, I don't really like the movie, but I'll take a Babu Frick's movie. <laughs> yes, he's a big win. Uh, I love them all, but Babu Frick's my favorite there. 
Kyler Mark Allred asks, do you think old Papa Palpatine was telling Ray the truth about becoming Empress, or was his plan always to siphon her life and restore himself to the rightful Emperor? This is a great question, because I think yeah. Palpatine's always, you know, you know him as being one step ahead, but sometimes I think he has to call it on the fly, and I think you've touched upon some things in here that he needs to do. The Princess of Alderaan gone on messed things up for him. Yep. So, I don't know, what do you think about his plan right now? Yeah, I think that he, I think it is possible he was lying to Ray about what exactly it would mean for her mm-hmm. if she were to do what, what he he asked to strike him down and she would become the leader and all the Sith, including right. him, would would live within her. Mm-hmm. I think he's being shady about what that means. Yeah, for her, but I, I think it is an actual discovery in the moment of them being this forced dyad thing. Uh, Kylo even says earlier in the movie that the Emperor doesn't know doesn't that yet. Doesn't know it yet. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I honestly do, we've talked about it a lot, the uh, the jazz of Palpatine, where he's yes. got big plans, but he's like, I know I want to get to this yeah. uh, end note, but um, the solo might change on the way there. Yeah. Uh, and I think he discovers this dyad thing. He's like, that's even better. Yeah. I can totally be reborn, got my yellow eyes back, made myself an awesome new suit new robes out of force yeah. power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who knew? That's a new force power. Make yourself a robe <laughs> out of the force. Maybe so. that's how he changed the Republic to the Empire so quickly with the uniforms. The question I've had for years. <laughs> Force clothier. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thought. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, more to come to that. Similar thing. I like, I, I think there is a, I think he always might have, I would never trust that he was just going to be like, yeah, kill me and you sit on the throne. Have fun with that. <laughs> there was yeah, always going to no, be something no. more. He was going to. Um, but I, I love Palpatine jazz. Uh, uh, Patreon question. This is very fitting uh, that we get this question from uh, this uh, supporter here because it is a tradition here on Force Center to almost not, intentionally not say his name entirely correct. Mark Canope. Mark Knopp. Mark Knopp. We've been playing with this for years. Uh, Mark is a, a valuable member of our, our community and uh, a real uh, leading voice in our Discord server because often Joseph and I just let the Discord server do its thing. Yeah. And he's one of the, the souls of it there. And he has this question. Luke mentions that Leia knew Ray was a Palpatine. When do you think she found it? Was it a long time ago before The Force Awakens during the time jump between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker? We touched upon this earlier. I'm still wrestling around with this, but I, I like it closer to the events of this film work for me better than looking back on when they discovered. Yeah, I think Leia is so, uh, you know, powerful in her sort of force empathy that she senses that yeah. Ray is force sensitive and senses what she's been through yeah. with with Han and with with Kylo there at the end of The Force Awakens. But I, I like the idea that as she gets to know her, she senses things, she uncovers things. I think it's significant that Maz is around mm-hmm. with resistance because Maz knows a lot and is also invested in Ray's journey. So I think that I like that idea. I kind of hope that is what the story ends up being. And I, and I like the story that Luke had no idea in the last Jedi and it wasn't until he had passed into the force. Yeah, and again, those moments of maybe where he feels it on, on the first temple, you know, where, oh my gosh, you went straight to the darkness. Maybe it's that moment. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. I do believe there's some probably... JJ went to his offices and came out with this and people, you might have to connect some dots. You just might have to. That's yep. sometimes what Star Wars is, but it's fun to ask these questions. And, and Mark, I don't specifically know quite yet. I do want it to be closer to the events. I don't want to go back to Force Awakens and feel that once again, we have to be like, oh, is that why Han was looking over? Was that why yeah. Maz asked who's the girl? I don't think any of that really mattered yet. It might. We'll see. Victorio Bracamontes asks, what lessons from The Last Jedi's divide should we all be following the next few weeks, months, seen as the initial critic reactions to the rise of Skywalker seems split. P.S. Thank you for, for providing a safe space where all fans are welcome. Uh, we thank you, Victorio, for making that possible. 
possible. Yeah. That only works because all of you listening help uh, keep that theme going. Uh, yeah, there's lessons. And I've been, I've been in a dark spot a couple times the last few days, uh, grumpy, angry, some things around me really upsetting me, things about the industry, the things about how I think people um, review movies and decide to review movies. And a lot has changed since Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, even though prequel rancor, I've been around it. Return of the Jedi, what? There's Ewoks. Yes, it's 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 something that's been part of Star Wars from the beginning, I yeah. get. But it is a little different now and it's a little tough and that's why Joseph and I put that message out on Thursday. We thank a lot of you took to that message. We didn't want to sound like we were two angels from above talking to you, but just we're talking about two fans who feel it too. Yeah. Who I look around a screening when I come out of the screening the first time I saw it, an industry screening and looking around and feeling some of the hate and just it's so easy to give into that. Yeah. And be disappointed by it. Yeah. And I, I, I have ranted and raved, uh, in the privacy of my own, own home yeah. and kind of worked it out with my wife. And, and yeah, yeah I, we don't ever want to pr- uh, present ourselves as being like, yes, we are highly enlightened. I think yeah. this is why Star Wars matters to me because you can take lessons from this big, epic operatic story and apply them to things like your strong opinions about space movies Yeah, yeah. and say the battle to choose the light is constant mm-hmm. you don't just beat it i choose when i'm on air and when i'm yeah. on twitter to try to say things that are my mm-hmm. opinion and say i understand if you have a different opinion let's talk yeah and another star wars lesson i think that is important to victorio's question is the the jedi have to strike people down sometimes mm-hmm. and the <laughs> the yes i mean sorry wrong side, wrong side, wrong side. The, do it i mean no the big difference do yeah. it it was great that he said do it yes it was uh is how mm-hmm. is it's fine and what i mean by that is don't strike anyone down yeah. what i mean by that is it's fine to share opinions it's fine to be strong about opinions but i think just saying how mm-hmm I think we, we've got people who, who have reached out in a really nice way and said, rave from nowhere meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I want to think about it in a different way or I need some time to process yeah. this. I've seen people online that I, I frankly respect mm-hmm. making it personal and yeah. doing the thanks a lot, J.J. Abrams, and uh, just kind of mm-hmm. lashing out and attacking a human being. Yeah, And that to me is like, it's not about the power of your opinion. It's about how you express it. Do you yeah. do you reach out in the light? Do you use your power for the light, yeah. or do you, do you lash out in anger? Yeah, and Victoria, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what you got to just take a moment yourself. I have to do it. You know, Joseph has witnessed me going, "I'm going to murder that person," <laughs> and then on the mic, I have to be like, "We're not doing that." And yeah. we're going. Or I, I've been asked by some colleagues. I heard you had more of a problem with that Star Wars book than you said on air. And I'm like, I didn't I didn't lie on air. I just chose how I framed my discussions yeah. or framed my view. Positively negative. Posit- positively <laughs> negative. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been open with some of my struggles with The Mandalorian, some of my struggles with Fallen Order, mostly the gameplay, not the game. And I got even a little di- grumpy in our Discord server. And some people saw me do it. And some people saw me live on Twitch get really upset at the game. Again, that was the <laughs> gameplay. But how do I choose it out of respect for those out there who feel differently? Yeah. Victoria, try to do that. The lessons of the Jedi will get you through this rancor and discussion. <laughs> uh, Victoria, Mark, Kyler, Luke, thank you for your questions. There are a lot more. Joseph put a call out on our Facebook page for questions and grievances. And the notifications are still going. Yep. 
some quite frankly dark and some very light and some very great. We're going to get through a lot. And it looks like we're just scratching the surface. We have a lot to talk about, a lot, lot to look back, including seven and eight and how it all ties together. So um, as we start to run, wound out, uh, wind down, that's where we are. This is our big episode here. More to come. You can contact us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center. Like our Facebook page. We do have a website now, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. Uh, still might be transitioning out of that one. We'll let you know soon in the new year. Uh, podcast available in a lot of different spots. Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, we are on YouTube right now. Uh, some Star Wars ranked episodes, Data Bank Brawl episodes. We try to get our rhythm back. We'll get there. We're on Instagram too. Uh, Patreon.com slash Force Center is where we are building uh, our support and continue to get our support. And also that gets you access to the Discord server I mentioned. Great yeah. conversations that I check on every day. I just don't feel the need to go in and police anything because there's not a lot of negativity in there. It's a wonderful safe space to so discuss great. Star Wars. That's that. Uh, and then uh, merch if you want to support us, right, Joseph? That's right. we got a bunch of T-shirts if you want to celebrate uh, the Ewoks on Endor, Wicket and Wicket's Child with a Star Destroyer that looks like it was split by the Holdo Maneuver up in the sky above yeah. Endor. If you want to celebrate that, uh, you can get our I Heart Murder Bears T-shirt, our Speculate Responsibly T-shirt. You can say hello there like Obi-Wan Kenobi. All sorts of stuff that's all available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And thank you uh, to the listeners who sent us pics of their Force Center merch as they went yeah. to go see Rise of Skywalker. That just is uh, so uh, moving to see. And so thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. we got our own stuff we're working on, and we don't want to forget Jennifer Landa, who's so glad to have her, uh, great, great to have her back at the top of the show calling in. Uh, follow Jen on all forms of social media, Jennifer Landa, and on her YouTube page. Uh, she's still putting some stuff up there. And, uh, yeah, we miss her, too, and she misses you all, and she's still part of this family because you can go listen to Happy, Happy Beeps. And 2020's uh, uh, exciting year um, as Jen gets to uh, you know work her way back in here. But we are not rushing her, and we love hearing her. That's why it's special to hear her call in and give it, give her her takes on this. So go support her online as well. Uh, we got our own stuff uh, at Ken Apsock at KenAppsock.com. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm locking down some comedy dates in 2020, so maybe I can be around <laughs> and see you. Uh, and Joseph, you've got a lot of stuff too. That's right. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out comedy albums and shows and stuff on my website. I've got a big New Year's Eve show coming up here in Los Angeles. That's my next big thing to promote. That's on the live shows page of my website, josephscrimshaw.com. A lot going on, my friends. We're so happy you're here. We're so happy that you let us take our time, by the way, and get these <laughs> uh, reviews out after we've seen it a few times. That's how we like to do it, and we appreciate it. Well, all right, kids, go see that movie again. We'll see you next time. This, for all the Jedi in the galaxy, was Force Center. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.